All right, all right. One more time. Last time, okay? All right. The kukri is an arterial weapon. Perfect for slicing through flesh, but it sucks at... There you go. Let's see what it can do. Here we go. And here. Boom. All right, all right, all right. All right. Have a look at it. Pass it around. All right. Have any of you ever seen a dead body that's been in the sun for three weeks? No. All right, take a look at this then. Listening to the Buzz Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 125. Welcome to the Buzz Kill Podcast, where today's episode is over the hill. Time to kill. Yeah. The old folks. Did I say that right? You did. Okay. That was good. It was good. <laughs> I, I forgot it right up until I was supposed to say it. And then I uh, just... That's because you're a smart person. I just kind of mouth shitted out. <laughs> just mouth shitted out. I just mouth shatted out. I shat from my mouth. Oh, what's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Paul. <laughs> oh, wait. Did that throw you guys for a loop? Paul and Phil. It just didn't sound right. I'm Justin. <laughs> A deeper joke there. No, I just, just wanted to. I just wanted to make it sound not the same <laughs> this for is, a second. This, this is a really good way to tell like the different personalities here. James is over here talking about mouth shading, and Justin's like, oh, "I'm going to make an I'm Paul joke. <laughs> I'm going to throw these fellas for a loop. <laughs> Cat named Paul. <laughs> That's a person's name. <laughs> Paul. It's a silly name oh, for a cat. No way, dude. Is that Adam West? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Good times, good times. So we survived the polar vortex. Oh, no. We survived. We didn't die. Uh, it turns like, out... Like every newspaper and news outlet would tell you that you'd die if you are outside for five minutes. I'm going to recycle a joke from last week. Uh, kind of. by uh, Polar vortex. More like... Polar vortex. Ah, Am I right, boys? Right? Yeah. <laughs> it was nothing. We got, what did we get, like eight inches of snow or something? Eh, something like that. It was bullshit. Did it even snow? Barely. It was oh. mostly just, it was mostly just the cold temps. That's it. Mostly just the what? Cold temps. Yeah. That's it pretty did, much it. Yeah, it did get cold as hell. They it were did. saying, they were saying, to be fair, to, uh, to the credit of the polar vortex, they they were uh, I think it was in Chicago. They're like, uh, yeah, don't Chicago. go, don't Chicago, don't go outside and uh, and breathe in too deep, because your lungs uh, they will freeze into icicles. You will you will explode. <laughs> you, you know what? You know what was something crazy. So we were like what negative twenty below zero ish with the wind chill or something, something like that. I think the ambient ten- temperature was actually what negative ten something like that something like that. So so if you if you take that wind chill factor and negative twenty feeling yeah. A cu- Two days later, after that, we jumped up to sixty degrees, 80, uh, eighty degrees. <laughs> yeah, difference. That's, that's crazy. That's insanity. I woke up in Rochester, New York, Monday morning, and it was fifty-seven degrees. That's that's a, insanity. That's a weird and, place to wake up. Uh, you went to bed and you woke up in Rochester, New York. I don't really remember the night before. It was it was crazy. It's crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> crazy, dude. Where's my car? <laughs> 
but uh, yeah, no, I um, like I said last week, I was the idiot that went north during the polar vortex <laughs> to uh, vacation. Mike's like it's uh, it's negative twenty. Uh, where's a good place to go on vacay? Canada. <laughs> Let's go to Canada <laughs> mid January. What an idiot! Uh, if you've never actually been to, end of January. If you've never been to Toronto though, uh, it is a hell of a city. We only saw a very small portion of it, but we mm-hmm. were lucky enough to get a. Uh, a 50th floor condo through Airbnb. Yeah. And uh, we had an entire view of the city because we were like right in the heart of downtown. It was fucking beautiful. Yeah, that view. Absolutely you sent us gorgeous. pictures of that view. It was amazing. You were right yeah, next we, to the... Uh, the needle. The hell's the... The needle thing. The, the CN Tower, I believe it was called. Is that what it is? I believe it's called the CN Tower. Space yeah. needle? Never... It's basically <laughs> the space needle, yeah. Yeah. You can um, actually see the space needle in Seattle from, from your 50th floor Airbnb. <laughs> Yes. Isn't that the thing in Seattle? <laughs> yeah, I believe Space so. Space Needle? I believe so. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not good with my, my <laughs> landmarks. Unless you're talking about the Madison Heights Golden Butthole. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the Sterling, guys, Sterling Heights got, Golden Butthole. Was it Sterling Heights? Have you guys seen that thing? Oh, it's in, yeah, I drove oh, past it's so it today. so stupid. Some guy th- made a video of flying through the Golden Butthole <laughs> with his drone. <laughs> I saw that. Basically, if you're listening, in the city, they decided to take, like, I don't know, what was it, like $300,000? Yeah, like, when all was said and done between, like, hiring the company and construction and all that, and the lighting, it was like like three hundred sixty three thousand dollars or well, something. Well, we drove past it at night, and there's no lighting on it no, the other night, no, so maybe it wasn't yet. up yet. But no, they I so essentially the they put this giant gold <clears throat> ring, something from like Sonic the Hedgehog. It actually looks like one of those the the uh, when you go to the carnival and they have the Ring of Fire. Yeah. It looks like one of those. It's like thirty feet tall, yeah, and it's just there. It's just for a no giant reason. gold ring, and, and the, people have dubbed it the golden butthole. <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with the city or nothing like that. There's no like relation. Well, well wait, it's you, well, mean, you mean it's modern art that has absolutely no purpose? Oh, you mean is that what you mean to tell me? That's that's weird. I've never heard of modern art that doesn't have any purpose. They were just like take that three hundred grand and fill a couple of these potholes over here. You know, that's what they're. That's what they were saying. Why you I your hate head modern me? art. I hate oh, it. Dude, it's I pointless. hate. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were. No, I was agreeing oh, with you. I was, you I was, no, I was totally agreeing with you. No, yeah, it's like no. It, no, it's exactly to, what it is. Though. It's, it's it's stupid. Yeah, you go. You like you head down. Uh, I think it's down Woodward or something. Once you get down Woodward and you start seeing all these fucking statues that are literally just like a bunch of rebar and triangles cut out of steel and they're welded together. And somebody got paid a bunch of money to do that? I'm sorry, dude. I went you're to, not an artist. You're, I went just, to an, you're just really good at welding shapes together. <laughs> I went to an art museum one time, the DIA, and there was literally this modern art piece that was in a corner, and it was just like 60 red buckets with one blue bucket in the middle. And yeah. that was the fucking art. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Hey, but some people really like buckets, all right? <laughs> and golden buttholes, apparently. <laughs> I would have brought a bunch of... Uh, ping pong balls and started playing the the what was the name of the game on um bozo the clown oh god i don't remember what it's called the, the, oh was it called, just called the grand prize game maybe yeah, probably I, I have no idea that's what i would have done just started throwing <laughs> just start chucking them in there <laughs> I, I, like because here's here's a good example because i know that there's people who maybe even listening to this who and there are people who we know in real life who would completely disagree with us about mar- modern art and say oh no you know it's like Art is art is subjective, and it's all about the experience of the viewer. Okay, whatever, man. Yeah. But like, there was a guy who took a pair of glasses, eyeglasses, and went and set them on the floor at a museum, and then put a little sign on the wall behind them, and then set up a camera on the corner of the room, a GoPro or something. And for the next eight hours, people came by and stared at these 
glasses on the floor and discuss the meaning of the glasses on the floor. And it was all just, you know, just sure. his way of saying, look at how, how much bullshit. That's more art, though, than most of the stuff. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to become an artist. I have an idea. I'm going to get a can of spray deodorant, <laughs> and I'm just going to put it on the floor. You know why? Because the world stinks. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> there's, it's, there's, in, it's, there's, in, it's inspired. There's my art installation. <laughs> Actually, kind of a cool so, fine art uh, thing real quick. Uh, Sarah's brother's girlfriend yeah. make, is an artist, mm-hmm. and she has a couple pieces in Hawaii at a re- fancy restaurant over there. Real art, though, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, uh, sculpture, like metallic pieces she like built and welded together and all that stuff. So. Well, were, were they shapes that she welded together? Is it, <laughs> is it, is it, is it, is it rebar and triangles? <laughs> it, it might be, but, uh, but I'm going to check it out when I'm there, so that's exciting. Oh, crap. Are we talking shit about modern art and, <laughs> and you have somebody in your family who's a modern artist? I Yeah, oh, you son of a bitch. <sighs> Sorry. Uh, I don't know. Modern art to me is like the visual equivalent of Bjork's music. <laughs> it's it's not actually that, that was a spit take without actually having anything it's to not spit. actually anything but for some reason people love to make a big deal out of it yeah i don't i, I that's a very good or, way of saying or, or maybe we're just uncultured who knows oh bjork or radiohead perhaps because uh, then again there's, there's some a, ra- there's a few there's radiohead, radiohead songs radiohead. i actually like um, we're, we're losing a lot of people we here. are we're <laughs> just like fuck these guys <laughs> <laughs> uh, Karma Police. That's a good song. Yeah. Karma Police. You just ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> or did I make it better? No. no. I'm going to go with Jim <laughs> on this one. Uh, anyway, right. back to my story, though. Went to, went oh, to, to Toronto. Story. Okay, yeah, yeah. Went, went to Toronto. Uh, had that all, the whole thing. You know, walk around the city at negative 20 degrees or whatever. It was cold, but doable. Uh, we went and saw Second City, which was oh, fucking yeah. fantastic. That's cool. Um, one of the funny, I'm not going to repeat it here, but man, there were some jokes that were, let's put it this way. You wouldn't say them in the States. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Good. I like that. They should bring those jokes to the States and say them because, uh, they might get shot. Well, were they, <laughs> were the jokes about people in the United States? They were poking, poking fun at open wounds, put it that way. And it wasn't political. <laughs> Good. We'll, I want you to we'll tell leave, them to we'll me, leave it at that. Um, comedy is supposed to press buttons. That's what it's there for. Oh, I agree. We, we laughed. But yeah. Were there jokes, anything about like being a blood donor and going around to different <laughs> no. places and, and schools just... and that and, and uh, to inform people on the good choice of donating blood or no? No. 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 Okay. <laughs> okay. I was just, just curious. <laughs> We or stuff, blood. Yeah, I got you. I got you. That's all. That's uh, from a conversation that we were having before the show that we probably can't repeat, so we won't. Um, (laughs) You also went to the Ripley's, believe it or not, aquarium. We did. Yeah, we went to the aquarium. Uh, We like that kind of stuff. Me and my girlfriend, you know, we like uh, museums and all that kind of stuff. So that was cute. That that was the the center point of our. uh, It's cute that you guys are a we. Did Did you say the Ripley's, believe it or not, aquarium? Yeah. yeah. Or are they two separate things? No, no, it's the Ripley's Aquarium. What? Yeah, there's, there's, so a, couple have, there's a couple of them. They've the got country. Ripley's Museums, right? Yep. And then this is the aquarium. I saw the actual uh, mummified mermaid that, that was around in the uh, old... It's a, it's a merman. Merman, Merman! Uh, that was in the old... Um, like freak shows, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Like they yeah. used to pass as a real. They have the actual one there. There's a real, like real, honest to god, shrunken head, and which it's is like really a, cool. The, so the actual merman is what it's. A, it's a fish. It's uh, it's not like even that. It's like paper mache. A, it's like. <laughs> oh, I thought that it was an actual fish sewed together with a monkey. I mean, it didn't look like it. It looked like it was like paper mache to me. Oh. But 
I thought didn't it actually say it on the little placard below? Yeah, it probably did. Oh, <laughs> did I read it better than you did in probably. the picture probably. that you sent me probably. when you there standing? In- I was looking. I was looking at its face, not the words, James. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But uh, no, there's some cool. bad sharks. That was cool. The saw the sawfish. The sawfish that was, was really awesome. Cool. Yeah, they had some pretty big stuff there. They. Uh, it was cool. Like they had the, the coolest <clears throat> thing about it is that they had a moving sidewalk through like the, the tube because you're basically oh, going yeah. through a tube that's you're completely encapsulated by the aquarium thing. So wherever you look, there's just stuff, and they have a moving sidewalk, which is really nice because you don't have to you know weave and bob out of the tourist traffic that's there, yeah. which is really nice. That's but, nice. Um, like the one at Detroit is short enough to where it doesn't you know it would be silly for them to have a moving walkway through it, but it does get kind of congested in, in there. In the in the uh, polar bear dis- display. Oh yeah, that thing. Like there's a, it's the same it's kind of thing. It's like a tube. Yeah, no, yeah. it's the underground tube though. Like yep. you're kind of the one that you were sh- uh, showing us videos of. So. Anyway, yeah, like I said, we did that, and then we went to Rochester, New York, to visit my brother. So this is cool. a fun weekend. Right on. Good times. Uh, I didn't do too much. I just watched the Super Bowl. It wasn't that super, was it? It really Ugh. wasn't. Lame bowl. It was, it was just a bowl. Super bored. I was winning. <laughs> I was winning money. Up until the last minute of the game, <laughs> the fu- those fuckers don't do anything all game, and then I'm finally winning with a minute left of the game, and they do something. It's because the goat made a drive, bro. Fucking goat. With uh, the old football squares. Yep. Illegal gambling at its finest. Ah, oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> My son, on the other hand, did win two hundred sixty dollars. So that's cool. Well, that's even more illegal. So uh, I it's mean, illegal for two reasons. It would technically, <laughs> it should be going to his college fund, but. I'm just going to buy a bunch of smack. <laughs> wow. That's what all dads should do. No, su- sugar smacks, the cereal. Oh, oh, yeah. For your son, because he likes them. Exactly. Quick, what's the name of the bear? Oh, shit. Uh, honey bear? Is it? Mm, there's sugar bear. Oh, it's probably sugar bear. That makes more bear. sense. That sounds like a... Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jay? Did you do anything other than watching the Super Bowl? Did, did the bowl game hit a couple different uh, Super Bowl parties and... Uh, Won, won a few bucks doing that. Nice. Find a little uh, game for that. All right. Cool, cool. Yeah. Very cool. That That's pretty much it, uh, catches us up for the week then, eh? Speaking of uh, super lame things. Let's get into some corrections. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right. Um, uh, the first correction comes via my girlfriend. Oh. And she's correcting you. Ah, shit. <laughs> so she gave us the beer uh, last week. She, she doesn't listen it. to our show. She does. Uh, she uh, she brought the beer back from Iceland for us uh, for the uh, episode last week. Uh-huh. And uh, she and she goes, uh, we I didn't I don't know this for sure, but for based on the research that I did, it appears to be correct. Uh, and she goes, the uh, the language on the can is most likely Icelandic, which is actually different than Norwegian, which mm. is what you looked up. Mm-hmm. Um, however. All of the all of those languages in like the Scandinavian countries, yeah. they're all based on Old Norse, and so they're very similar, but they're also very different all at the same time. Just to correct you right now, Scandinavia and the Nordic countries are two different things. No, but like Scandinavian no, 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 Scandinavian countries are Nordic countries, but not but all Nordic most... countries are Scandinavian. True. Okay, fair. That's fair. But um, that is fair. That's yeah. So I uh, I what was it um. It was Norwegian and Danish, I believe, are the two main languages. Okay. And they're they're of the same like sort of, but they're different. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like it's like it's like half and half almost. And right. uh, one of the re- it probably picked up as Norwegian on your Google Translate because Icelandic is so close to it. Okay. And there's a lot of characters in Icelandic 
that you can't put into Google Translate. That's, yeah. So yeah, there were a few that I came across where I just did like their English equivalent, yeah. basically. And that's probably why your Google Translate made it sound like the the beer from like a weird brothel <laughs> or something like that. Like it, <laughs> it was just weird. It turned out to our advantage though because I thought that was a pretty cool description it of was. the beer. I agree. I agree. Um, <laughs> NOK currency. We didn't know what that was. That oh, is the Norwegian, Norwegian crone. crone. Yeah. Uh, and that is equal to point one two to every U.S. dollar. Okay. So uh, we are winning that game. Uh, also, ketchup and catsup are the exact same thing. Yeah, we no already knew that. No difference. No, well, we debated it last uh, oh, did episode. We? So. Oh, I, I might have just done that for fun then no, because well, there I, you go. I'm pretty yeah. sure I knew that they were the same. Yep, that's oh. all I got. All right, I don't have anything. I don't even know if I listened to the episode. Nope, I didn't. <laughs> just realizing that now. Well, all right. <laughs> all right. Okay, so this week, uh, Over the Hill, Time to Kill. Yes. Uh, we're shaking things up a little bit this week. We Stepping outside of our... Well, I mean, not really outside. we got like one foot in our comfort <clears throat> zone, one foot in a different comfort zone. Right. <laughs> uh, we wanted to watch a couple of action flicks because action movies are cool. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, we saw the the trailer for the new Netflix movie Polar, mm-hmm. and we're like, that looks pretty badass. And we kind of love Mads Mikkelsen. So, <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen. Mikkelsen. Did I say Mikkelsen. You always say you always say Mikkelsen. <laughs> Mads Milk. The dairy mm, guy. <laughs> mm, Mads Milk. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, so we wanted to watch Polar because it looked badass, mm-hmm. uh, and then. We were discussing other movies that we could pair it with, and we're like, "Well, it's about a you know an old retired assassin who's fighting for his life and blah blah blah." Like, are there any over the hill killers or anything like that? Mike brought up Rambo, the Rambo movie from two thousand eight. So the fourth one in the series, right? Which I had never oh, seen in its entirety. I think I had only ever seen like the first twenty minutes of it <clears throat> before so, anything good happens. Uh, well, a, I would say anything good. There's but... a lot of really sad stuff that happens uh, in the first twenty minutes or so. Uh, so that's what we're watching tonight. We're watching, or we're talking about Polar on Netflix and Rambo. I mean, let's be honest though. What 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 things? I think the only thing that we're missing out of our normal genre flicks that we watch is like the the scariness, I guess. Right. But like, there's tons of blood. There's lots of dismemberment. There's. <laughs> I mean, there's brutality. There's... I mean, I would still, I would still like Rambo for sure. I I would still say is kind of genre it's... because it's dealing with a completely different type of horror which is like very reality based horror but it's still horrific and then I would even say like even though even though Polar was like one super long music video Mm -hmm. um it's it's which makes a lot of sense like there well yeah because of the director and all um there was there was parts of it like there's the part toward the end where like the lights go out and that's kind of horror like yeah. he's like off sort in the of. shadows, yep. swooping in to kill people. Like so, you know, it's loose. We tied it loosely into this our whole genre format. But also, hey, we don't have to always follow the no. rules because our, there are rules. It's our fucking show. It's our damn show. We'll do what we want. Yeah, so shut up about it. Everyone, everyone out there's like, no one's, no one's arguing with you, man. <laughs> Settle down. I thought Polar was cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, fair warning, just like always, uh, spoilers. Pol- Polar is brand new, Yep. it's on Netflix, we're going to be talking about all of the spoilers, so uh, go and watch it, I would hi- highly recommend it, it was so, a, it's a fun flick. So uh, for the beer this week, uh, I was originally saying, uh, we have a, a beer that was brewed, I don't know if it was national or not, uh, but it was uh, brewed by, or in conjunction with, um, one of Michigan's finest sons. Uh, a guy by the name of uh, Richie. 
Richie Cunningham. Richie Cunningham. Oh, oh, uh, you're 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 of course talking about Bob Richie. Bob, the Kid Rock. Richie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he had anything to do with it other than he put his name on it, but like, uh, there was this beer called Badass Beer. Badass. I'm like, we can drink badass beer because Fuck yeah. fucking John Rambo and uh, uh, Duncan, Duncan Vizlov. Duncan Vizlov are fucking badass. They're badasses. Um, I could not find badass. I don't know if they don't make it anymore or, uh, or what, I, but. I'm pretty sure you can get it at the bar at um, LCA. Okay. At, at our, uh, our hockey stadium. But, um,. I don't, yeah, I haven't seen it out in the wild in a long time. Yep. So. But then I came across this, which I think is even better. This is a good, a really good find. Uh, so this. And, <clears throat> and the canon art is just amazing. Very, very cool. <laughs> I don't appreciate it because I don't like fine art. <laughs> mm. uh, this is from the same company. <laughs> this is from the same company that we, uh, um, the same brewery that we, we drank a couple of weeks ago, Jet, Jet Black. Yep. Um, Brewdog. Brewdog. So is this the second or third? I believe this is the second. We second, did, okay. I think it's only the second. Okay. So this is Brewdog, uh, the one that's born in Scotland but brewed in the USA. In Ohio. In Ohio, because, because of that's all places. Where, that's where all Scottish people land. Right. Is, so we got the golden butthole of Sterling Heights, and that's the, the golden butthole of America, right? <laughs> it's the red butthole of the entire U.S. <laughs> Just kidding to any Ohioans. That's the old Michigan-Ohio rivalry. No, I, I'm, I'm not, no, kidding, I'm not kidding. You guys I suck. I love Cedar Point. You got it right with Cedar Point and your Toledo Zoo, and, and that's about it. So pretty much all the cool things. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Ohio. You guys are all right. Yeah, you did a couple things right, but other than that, go to hell. <laughs> all right so this is called albino squid assassin right very cool um it's a red ipa 7.4 percent red rye ipa oh red rye ipa red rye ipa red rye ipa um oh boy the, the can uh, is... i mean if you can't see this oh. well but you can't the can is a giant squid that is just holding tons of heavy artillery and guns and knives and that's pretty much what the characters in these movies Looks did. Looks like he's got a grenade, an Uzi, an AK-47, a mm. Glock. Uh, I'm not sure what that one is. Would that be... Is you a know, pistol, a gun, I mean a uh, knife. He's got a K-bar. Okay. Grenade. You need to read the side of the I, can. I, I, only, I only just... Squid voice. <laughs> That's 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 what I want from you. The uh, the bottom one's a grenade. If you were looking at that. Well, oh, grenade. No, the only one that I couldn't figure out was this one right here. That oh, one. okay. It's like uh, I'm not sure what that is. A gun. It's a gun of some sort. <laughs> um, my best squid. Uh. <laughs> Cheerio. What's <laughs> in English? Actually, you should look up the cast for uh, the Expendables, mm -hmm. and then as I'm reading it, you just call out one of their names, and I have to do it as that person. We'll do, you, do that. We'll do, you, do that for the Expendables. Okay. We'll do another action. Are we gonna do we'll an do Expendables? Another, okay. Fuck it. We'll do it. <clears throat> We're, we'll do what? An Expendables? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So my best squid. Uh, this squid is from Ohio. <laughs> what the what the hell's Ohio sound like? <laughs> I, I know what Cedar Point sounds like. <laughs> um, Just yeah, read the damn can. <laughs> yeah, this this is another one of those stupid cans that are hard to read. An eight armed monster from the deep. Swimming with hop notes of citrus zest and pine, and a taste of resin that squares off against malt notes of toffee and caramel. Finally finishing with a depth charge of rye spice. Complexity only found in the deepest de deepest depths, ready to assassinate your taste buds. Mm. So, some Jeez, of the I ways uh, you, you accentuated some of those words reminded me of the time when you read our Bigfoot. 
episode. What <laughs> with this and hops. <laughs> I wish you would have read that in Bigfoot. I really wanted to hear it that way. I mean, I could go back and do it. <clears throat> you want to bring Big, Bigfoot back for this one? <laughs> just uh, just the first sentence. Let me hear what you got. Well, I had, didn't we have some? Okay. No, <clears throat> you were just deep. All right. Here comes, here comes Bigfoot. <laughs> An eight-armed monster from the deep. <laughs> Swimming with half notes of citrus zest and pine and the taste of resin that squares off against main notes of toffee and caramel. <laughs> Finally, finishing with a depth charge of rye spice. Complexly only found in the deepest depths, ready to assassinate your taste buds. <laughs> Damn, man, that was deep. Thank you, Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, just our, our other cryptid friend came to visit again, you know. Yeah, he saw the uh, the giant squid on the can and decided to... But giant squid do exist now, so it's no longer a cryptid. It's no longer a cryptid, but it was for a long time. Yeah, I mean, was... like, the, the, the giant squid, though, like the... the uh... coloss... No, the colossal squid is, exists, right? Colossal squid is actually smaller than a giant yes, squid, isn't I mean, it? but giant squids, they've been found. Yeah, they do exist. Yeah, I'm talking about the one the like kraken size. I'm, ta- I'm like, talking about the kraken size yeah. one that like tears ships down into the depths, which I still believe probably exists. They really well, tear ship off. Yeah. Well, how do you think the Titanic sunk? Iceberg. <laughs> Iceberg. Yeah, that's what they want you to believe, right? So. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's give this a drink, guys. Let's give it a try. Cheers. Since none of us have tasted it yet. None of us, jackass. Mm. Oh man. Yep, that's got all kinds of flavors and it's reds. Delicious. Reds are my jam. IPAs are my jam. So a red IPA, it's it's. There's my, a lot. It's like my jam jam. Uh, There's a lot going on in there, and I like it all. I would say that I like it. Do you like it? I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually also brought something a little extra to go with this because Ooh. we are talking about over the hill killers, yes. right? Uh, so Jay, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to participate in this. But are we um, playing two-person bridge? I, I did. <laughs> I did. I did bring us some Werther's Originals. Oh, nice! To enjoy, <laughs> nice hard candy to suck on while we're. Uh, while I'm we're... sure. I'm sure Rambo's got a pocket full of those. Absolutely. Just pops them in every now and then. I saw these. I stopped at Walgreens like I do every week, and I saw these, and I was like, I've had a Werther's Original, and what better time to have a Werther's Original than when you're talking about a bunch of geezers? Yeah, but not. Not sucking on something while talking into a microphone. Yep, it's not. Yep. It's probably not ideal. Mm. You do that yeah. on your other podcasts. Here I am. That, well, it's true. <laughs> the butt kill podcast. Here I am, Mike. I'm putting one in my mouth. My grandpa used to have when I was a kid. He used to have these. Oh, God. It, oh, that's, oh. Like, that's like the cupcake to me. <laughs> cupcake. Oh God, even worse. <laughs> he he had these in his car all the time, and they were. Awesome. Dude, I love Werther's. Um, my, uh, yeah, same my same folks, with my grandparents. They always had a dish of them in their living room, and they're just delightful. My parents have had Werther's Originals out pretty much since I was a baby. <laughs> like They're always there. Do they? Yeah. Well, that's they're just, the ahead, they're just ahead of the game then. Well, well, they are grandparents now, so. Oh, that's true. I don't know, what, like, what's the rule that says you have to be a grandparent to have well, delicious Werther's Originals it's out? Just, it, it's just a grandparenty kind of thing I suppose it's a classic candy made with real butter and fresh cream and it tastes like caramel so mm. that's all good things unless you're vegan of course mm-hmm. F- fair enough there but can you, I, I can't have it can you just just describe to me the flavors what kind of mouth aromas are you developing right now mouth aromas <laughs> well the, the mouth the mouth feel is very pleasant it's creamy it's very cupcakey oh, <laughs> oh god <laughs> Gross. It uh, has subtle hints of white and brown sugars oh. with just a pinch of salt. 
Fair. I don't know who this Werther's dude is, but I think he needs to get a shot of penicillin. <laughs> <laughs> just just pumping out butterscotch. <laughs> oh, God. Geez. All right. That's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. And that's what we're sucking on. So let's get into the bleed feed. Finally. <laughs> All right. All right. What? <laughs> what? You got something to say, Jim? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we got some news. Not a whole lot of news this week, actually. It's pretty light news week. Um, <clears throat> some bangers, though, let me tell you. Ooh. But before we get to the bangers, let's get to the debtors. Oh, no. That was, a, yeah. I'm, more, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, rest in peace this uh, this week to Julie Adams. Uh, Julie Adams, if you don't know her by name, you definitely know her work. Any any self-respecting fan of horror would know her work. Okay. Um, long before The Shape of Water, there was a movie called Creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm, she was the uh, babe. Julie Adams was the babe. Mm-hmm. She was the uh, love interest to the creature. She died this week at the age of 92. So big long life. Um, uh, no, no word on how she died, but at ninety two she died. She because was old. She died of being old. She died of being old. Uh, <laughs> long life though. She did a ton of other work. Um, she was in a lot of stuff recently too. She acted oh, really? up until her uh, into her, her, her older age, uh, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's uh, great. News of her passing uh, came via a guy named uh, Riku Browning, who actually played. The creature in oh. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Cool. Uh, at least the underwater portions of mm-hmm. it, because there was different guys that played the underwater and then the on land, I guess. Yeah. Because he was like a professional stuntman and diver and whatnot. But he is the also the only guy to ever play the creature more than once, and he actually played it three times in all three movies. Mm. Even when he, even when he was the uh, the stupid looking juiced up freak in the third one. Even the stupid juiced up looking freak one. <laughs> yes. We should a actually Gilman. Uh, we should actually. Um, for you. you brought that. You you have that merman beer. We could mm. do creature from the black lagoon. Yeah, it's not really a merman though. He is a merman. Mm. He's, he's a man. I don't know if he's of the mer variety though. <laughs> the jury's out. We'll see. Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, this is actually some good news here coming out of the Dis- coming out of not the Disney just Disney. <laughs> um, so Disney last uh, last year bought Fox. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge deal. And people were very worried about what was going to happen to a lot of the adult uh, franchises and properties that Fox had. Whether or not Disney was going to scrap them, do whatever. Um, this week, uh, a Disney chair, um, <clears throat> Bob Iger, uh, went on record uh, during a conference or some thing where he speaks in public. Um, <laughs> and he said that they plan on keeping Deadpool an R-rated brand and plan to further include R-rated film brands in their future product portfolio. So they are not going to be getting rid of their stuff. They're not going to be changing things. Okay. Uh, and it sounds like they're still going to put things out under the Fox banner. Uh, so they're going to they're gonna keep the Fox banner basically for their adult line, so which I think kinda, is very smart. kind of what we thought that they which would do. Which we all hoped. Yeah. yeah. It's very, very smart to do. Um, who knows what's going to happen with Alien Predator. Chances are those those franchises that we've already seen are probably dead. Mm-hmm. If we see more guarantee, they're going to be reboots. Yeah. I, I, that's just conjecture, but sure. I don't see them continuing those old, you know, storyline, more Prometheus sequels and whatnot. Yeah. I just, I don't see it. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, we talked a little, uh, a little while ago how we're getting a remake of Escape from <clears throat> New York. Yes. John Carpenter is on officially to executive produce it. 
um, which just means he's getting a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it was uh, let out this week that Lee Winnell, again, Lee Winnell in the news, is tapped to write the script, mm-hmm. which is uh, very good news. Uh, it's also the door is open for him to direct, should that become a thing. That, that's not, I mean, they're not there yet, but it could happen. Right. Um, so that's pretty awesome. Um, <clears throat> I don't I know how I feel about a new Escape from New York, but, you know, we'll we'll see. Yeah. Like I said, jury's out. It's... it's yeah. If I don't know. The, if I like Lee Winnell, so... Yeah, if they're going to do it, like you said, I, I like Lee Winnell, but it's not really necessary to make another one. I, I don't disagree. Uh, let's see here. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, we'll get to this. Um, <laughs> uh, this cool. Is... <laughs> Glad that we're all in on the joke with you. <laughs> um, this is some sad news if you are a fan of World War Z. Uh, there's been a long gestating... David Fincher directed Seagull in the works mm-hmm. at Paramount. Uh, this week, Paramount officially pulled the plug on the movie. It is not happening. Uh, one person who was extremely pissed about it, apparently, is Brad Pitt. Oh, no. Who... Hey, cool. Oh, way, hey. Way to turn your, oh, hey. way to turn your ringer off. Was that off. the governor? That was the governor, yeah. Uh, telling, <laughs> she's, she's telling me just to turn my heat down. That's it. Um... <laughs> The, uh, yeah, uh, Brad Pitt is pissed because he's been waiting six years and has stayed with it every step of the way. And now he's just pissed that they've put all this work into it after six years. They're pulling the plug. So, oh, boo hoo. Yeah, well, um, let's see here. Um, did you see World War Z? I did. I liked it. Was it good? Yeah. Oh, I actually, right. I actually enjoyed it. I just, I, cause I know that you especially have been completely an, burnt out on zombies. It's, it's lately, an, so. Oh, I am. It's, it's more of an action movie than it is a, than yeah. a horror movie, you know? So it's a little bit different of a feel to it. Right. Um, okay. Uh, speaking of horror movies, uh, Tommy Wiseau is <laughs> stepping back into the director's chair. Yes. Um, and, uh, his, la- <laughs> his latest <laughs> is a giant killer shark movie. Oh, hi shark. <laughs> Oh, man. I can't wait for it. Uh, uh, it's also starring Greg Sestero again. Oh, God. Uh, they released a teaser trailer for... Oh, really? Well, I don't think that they've even started filming it. I think this is just like a production sure. thing. Like they were trying to get funding probably right. or, or, or secure things. Um, the, the name of the movie. Guess, Just guess what the name of the movie for this giant shark movie is. If it's not Ohio Shark, I don't care. It's not Ohio Shark. Oh, my God. It's almost Fucking golden opportunity blown. I know. I know. What? It's just called, get ready for it, Big Shark. <laughs> <laughs> that is the name of it. Oh, man. If you're not familiar with Tommy Wiseau's work, uh, just look up a, a little gem called The Room. Oh, yes. And just buckle down. Maybe grab someone you love. Definitely grab someone you love. And and just watch it. Yeah. It, because it, it's, it will, it'll change your life. It's amazing. And, um, oh, oh, and they they just made that movie with James Franco playing the Tommy disaster Wiseau artist. called the Disaster Artist. Yep. So yeah, yep. probably more people than I think are. Oh yeah, no, he's way more mainstream now than he ever was. Yeah. But um, it's he, so funny the the teaser trailer. It's just it's it's Tommy Wiseau, Greg Sestero, and some other dude walking down the street, and uh, they're just talking, and all of a sudden the street just starts to fill with water, and Tommy Wiseau looks down and goes, "Oh, water," and then a giant shark comes in from the back, and that's it. <laughs> So dumb. Oh, it's amazing. I love it. Um, so that's yeah. I just I I can't wait for it. I'm worried though because is he too self-aware at this point? Do you think to really make a movie that's so. going to be funny? I don't. Have you seen interviews with him does, lately? Does he know that people are laughing at him? Like, uh, I don't. I, are, I just are don't we know. laughing at him though? Well, you know what I mean. I like, think at this point 
I can't, I can't even tell like, if we're laughing at him or with him anymore. I wouldn't want him to try to intentionally make a movie that's bad, though, based on what the room is. You know what I'm saying? Like, does, is he self-aware enough to know that that's why people like the movie, because it's so bad? I don't think so. I hope not. I don't think so. Like, I, I legitimately hope not. <laughs> it's like, for a long time, I thought he was a character. Like, I was like, this is just a dude who's playing a character in like in even in real life just and just committing to it but yeah. i'm convinced that he's not at this point so and i don't think he's very self-aware either well i, I can only hope not yeah um anyway um so <clears throat> what's new on blue oh let's see here richard franklin's simian thriller link will be returning to dvd and blu-ray <laughs> courtesy of kino lorber after spending some time out of print release date and extras will be announced at a later That's all I got on that one. All right. When a Stranger Calls Back, the highly regarded sequel to When a Stranger Calls, will be hitting shelves on Blu-ray May 28th, courtesy of Scream Factory. Uh, Scream Factory says, we can confirm that we have a new 2018 2K scan of the scan... uh, (laughs) This is kind of weird, this quote. 2K scan of the scan that will be presented in two aspect ratios, 1.33 and 1.78, and a new interview with Carol Kane. More extras are in progress and will be announced at a later date. Uh, And last up, only got three for you this week. As we previously announced, Andrew Fleming's 1996 coming-of-age witch flick, The Craft, will be, will get, uh, it's getting a collector's edition, Mm -hmm. courtesy of Scream Factory, and that's coming out in March. Uh, They just did a full list detailing the extras for the release. They will include new interview with director Andrew Fleming, new interview with producer Douglas Wick, New interview with co-writer Peter Filardi. New interview with the special effects supervisor, as well as all the previous features and uh, featurettes from the previous releases. Hmm. And that's it. Nice. I do love The Craft. Great movie. It is good. Baby. Baby. <laughs> nice. That was good. Interrupted you myself. Have to, it's it, it's going to have to get longer and longer every week. Like eventually. No, no, no. I'm going to keep it in your toes. Hmm? Don't you tell me how to do my job. Shit. We'll keep right. you on your toes. Okay. I'm sorry. So uh, this is this is the the best news of the week. Uh, CBS, oh CBS, they ordered a new pilot or a new show to pilot uh, called Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Called Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. The story is set in present day, uh, where a man is brought back to life by the hands of guess who? Dr. Frankenstein. Dr. Victor Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein. That's the show. That's that's it? It's the biggest news of the week. Oh, oh, I forgot to add. Uh, The man slash monster is a San Francisco homicide detective. They made a goddamn police procedural (laughs) out of fucking Frankenstein. Oh, no. (laughs) This is where we're at in our lives. Isn't that that show iZombie basically that same thing? No, that's a zombie. That's a zombie who's a... No, my point is, but she's a... But it's a police procedural, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what we're going to get next? So this is just what we're going to do? You know what we're going to get next? We're going to get a fucking Dracula show that is... uh, where he works for a disaster relief uh, blood blank blood bank and it's going to be called blood red cross that's going to be the name <laughs> of it or or we're going to get the fucking mummy starring in Grey's Anatomy mummy that's that's what we're going to be fucking getting next okay for fuck's sake that's uh. <laughs> you didn't come up with one for wolfman no <laughs> keep down your toes you <laughs> Yeah, just, this is uh, the stupidest idea. Yeah, it's really, really that I've dumb. ever heard in my life. Like, and there's so many good shows that get passed on, and this is what they fucking order to pilot. I just don't get <laughs> what 
the motivation is here because he doesn't it's not like he has special cognitive powers or like or like or like investigative uh acumen just because he's a freak beast that got brought back to little i don't get it oh he's oh like, wait hold like, on no, no, is it because it's, is it because it's going to be a brain from a from like an old detective or something oh yeah the guy that died was a detective no, and now he's back sake. to life basically Stupid. You, know what, you know what his superpower is he can tell when people are dead because he can smell his own Shows up to a crime scene. Yep, he's dead. Yeah, that's a dead one. That's got, it. <laughs> got another dead one here. You know what, though? At least they're using something from the horror <sighs> genre. And kind yeah, of keeping it alive They take something yeah, from the horror genre and make it, a fucking horror show. Like, you know what I mean? But, but cops... <laughs> but cops, we don't, like, like, like every single net, every single major network is bogged down with police procedurals. There's so many between the CSIs and the and the uh, law and, and like orders. Some of and them, the, don't get me wrong. Sure, sure. Like I don't watch them, but but there's already a ton of them. On. You don't need any more. Yeah, like there's just so many. I mean, how many of these can you have? Yeah, you know, it's like talk about putting trying to fit like a a square. Or a circular rod into a square hole. You know right. what I'm saying? Like that's all it is. Plus, I want to see Godzilla the cop. <laughs> <laughs> Could imagine fighting crime. People would just give up. He would keep a safe city. I'm good. We're good here. Don't fire. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? I just fire breath. Uh, oh, it's just so stupid. I don't understand it. Yeah, I. And uh, are, are we supposed to believe that people aren't going to be freaked out by some pieced together monster coming to the crime scenes to solve shit? Is when that... Frankenstein comes to the case, he really puts together the nuts and bolts. <laughs> mm. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Jay. All and my right. thoughts exactly. Um, there's, that's, Please that's all tell I me got. that's it. Okay. That's it. What do you got, Jay? All right. Well, let's wrap up this week's news story with another stupid fact of the day. The wolfman works for a dog pound and he catches dogs stray on the streets. It's called Dog Man. <laughs> that's that's my Wolfman show. <laughs> that was bad. You tried though. I tried. <laughs> well, that was Well, for your listeners, that was not your stupid fact. We'll leave it at that. Here is your stupid fact. Did you know that the first product that Motorola started to to let's try that again. <laughs> so, did you know that the first product that Motorola started to develop was a record player for automobiles. At that time, the most known player on the market was the Victorola, so they called themselves Motorola. Oh. Huh. Wow. I did not know that. Where do you get these facts from? My brain. <laughs> <laughs> just logic. I just used the logic. I, I heard the name Motorola, and I just kind of pieced it all together. Uh, just just uh, info that I've acquired from you across the years. You must be a Frankenstein investigator. What's that? Just info I've acquired across the years. That's pretty interesting. Wait, so they wanted to put a record player in a car? They did. That, so they didn't have cassette players in, in there yet. So how would you get it? How would you get it to not skip? I've actually <laughs> seen them before. It, it's like it's like hipster mobile, like totally. But how I've the, seen it before. How would the needle not skip? Especially here in Michigan. Oh where no, our they would. Potholes are like four they feet would. deep. It's a novelty thing. Duh! It's, have you ever heard of anti-skip for three seconds? <laughs> you ever have it on your Walkman CD player? <laughs> Come on they actually think the the record player actually sits in like a gel, like a silicone gel, so it's shock absorbers. Are you being serious? Yes. Are you? I don't know. I can't tell. I, I couldn't tell you. So. All right. Well, that's cool though. So, boom! That was your news. Cool. Thanks. Wait, I did it again. 
I said last week, I said, boom, that was your news. Oh, and it's God. always for, for two and a half years been, boom, that was the news. And I just said it that way again. I think last week we added it out, though, because I felt so torn and like uh, beside myself. I was like, what happened? So let's try this one more time. <clears throat> boom, that was the news. That was so much better. That was a very powerful yeah, boom. Everything too. feels right in the world. Yep. All right. All right we're going we're gonna to take a quick break and try to just reel this back in a little bit. And uh, when we get back, we're going to just shoot up the place bang throughout this dulce faces ripped apart with hooks a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp and graphic macabre torturous images that defy description Wake up, Mike. Wake up. Grab yourself and put a little makeup. <laughs> Grab yourself and put a little makeup. Sure, I, those, are the, those are the words. <laughs> you t- talking about the dude from Silence of the Lambs? Hard <laughs> fuck me. Um. All right. So, like I said, we uh we're we changed it up a little bit this week. Little uh, little uh, action movies here. Little action. Action with gratuitous violence and more blood and guts than you can imagine. So really, nothing much has changed. So gratuitous. Yeah, it's it. It's really like it's just like the absence of maybe a spooky soundtrack that pretty much makes it different from. Pretty much. Instead, this one was done by Dead Mouse. <laughs> it was yes. Um, so the movie we're talking about is uh, Polar from. Um, I came out uh, way back in 2019. 2019. Jeez. So, so long ago. Can can you remember the days? I, I, I don't. 2019, Just man. Maybe one of them. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is directed by Jonas Ackerland. Uh, if that name sounds familiar, he's been getting a lot of press lately because uh, he is the guy that did Lords of Chaos, yep. the new one coming out. Uh, he also did a movie called Spun, which I love. It's like this drug-induced trip of a movie from yeah, back in the day. Yeah, crazy. He also did, and I didn't realize this until looking at his filmography, um, he does a ton of music videos. Oh, yeah. That's his primary. For everybody. What he does. Like, literally everybody. He goes Taylor from Swift, Beyonce, Romstein to Taylor Swift yeah. to... Uh, he did did he do... Prodigy? The Prodigy Smack My Bitch Up. Yeah. He did that up, uh, which was a fantastic video. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a genre-defining video back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, you'd stay, did you ever, were you like me? Did you ever stay up till like 2 in the morning just to catch it? Because they would only play it in the oh, wee yeah. hours in the morning. I mean, I didn't stay up specifically I for did. that, but I would be up and I would see it, yeah. I did. He also did one of my favorite videos uh, for the Smashing Pumpkins, which uh, was a video that they actually made like a whole 15-minute long mini-movie for. Which one? Uh, it was a, a video for a song called Try. Uh, it was off their last record, off Machina, the, mach- uh, the Machine of the Gods. I know the album. I just um, don't think I've ever seen the video. It's the video where it's the two junkie lovers that live in the subway, and like she's pregnant, and they overdose in a bathroom. No. And she gets taken, and he wakes up from his overdose basically and he's by himself and doesn't know where she is and it's just, it's basically it's, it's really sad yeah it's, <laughs> it's basically a video about how love exists anywhere even when it looks like it doesn't because people just assume junkies are people who are incapable of love and stuff like that it's a, it's a really kind of a deep video well, i mean there's a there's a argument to be made that if you're pregnant and you're shooting up heroin that you don't love your baby. Yeah, well, there's also an argument to me for addiction, and it makes you do really stupid things. Sure. Uh, anyway, the point is, like it's I a said, really it's good sad. video. It's very sad. Yeah, yeah, really good video. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's done a ton. Look him up. I, I guarantee you, I shouldn't he's say done. that. That's a bad thing to say. 
to say that somebody doesn't love their baby, but obviously not making the right choices. It's a terrible thing to say, James. It is. Um, <laughs> he's also the original drummer of Bathory. Did you see that? No. Yeah. The, really? Uh, the, the black metal band? Yeah. Really? Original drummer. I knew I liked him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bathory. Wow. I just never would have never would have thought. All I right, mean, so he, looking at him, you can tell. He's got he's still got the look like all he needs is the corpse paint and he'd be right back in it. That's actually very true. He's got the like the jet black hair with the one gray or like the one white strand, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, That's, go ahead. Uh, okay, so uh the world's top assassin, Duncan Vizla, is settling into retirement when his former employer marks him as a liability to the firm. Against his will, he finds himself back into the game going head-to-head with an army of younger killers. Um, so I had actually heard not-so-great things about this movie mm-hmm. uh, at first. I fucking loved this movie. I thought it was fantastic. As did I. Uh, so fun. Plays like a music video, because that's just Jonas Ockerlund's style. Plays like a, yeah, it's, plays like it, a, a music video and like a, and like a graphic novel, because it's based off of a graphic novel. Yeah, and he, he... Jonas Ockerlund has a way of shooting film that I don't think most people could could get away with, where he pairs together super fast-moving, like, hectic scenes. Very frenetic. Yeah, but then butts them up against scenes where it's way slower and telling a story. And then it goes back and forth, and but it just of, works. That's one of the thing pe- things people were complaining about. No, no, that's... No, like they're that's, like, oh, it's like this fast-paced, like, like, you know, like just throwing clips at you and then all of a sudden he's trying to tell a story about these na- these neighbors out in the woods i'm like yeah that's who cares that's the whole if it was uh, all one way or all one or, or, or all the other way it would be too much yeah yeah just like and, and, I, and there and that can work too though like the crank movies are kind of like that it's just sure. non-stop go 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 right but like, like I said, Jonas Auckland, he just he has a way with with editing and with and with filmmaking. I thought it was a good balance. It just works, yeah. yeah. So you have uh, Mads Mikkelsen, uh, Mikkelsen, Mikkelsen, Mads Mikkelsen, uh, who plays Duncan Vizsla, uh, fantastically. Um, you have Vanessa Hudgens, unrecognizable, who plays the co lead here. Like she's fantastic, or the supporting uh, uh, actress. Yeah, she's fantastic as uh, Camille. Camille, yeah. I, I I actually I I was about probably an hour into the film before I actually realized who she was. Yeah, there was like one specific scene where she was. It was like a tight close up of her face, and I was looking at her. I was like, "Oh my god, that's Vanessa Hudgens!" Like, it, she's totally unrecognizable. Yeah, and she's she really shedding. Job. She's really shedding that like High School Musical Disney mm-hmm. type uh, uh, skin, right. especially doing films like this. Yeah. Um, the only other guy that I'm going to mention right off the bat is a guy named Matt Lucas, who plays Blue, <laughs> um, who plays the most easily hateable bad guy oh, I think just, that I've seen in recent times. Just this butter soft bitch. Oh, but he's like, a, what a way to put it. But he's like, but he's very powerful because he's got a bunch of daddy's money. Yeah. So. Oh my god. You just, oh. He's the kind of guy that you just want to like repeatedly just fire a machine gun into his chest. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I just want to shoot him. Be- Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually makes me a little bit... I'm going to jump way ahead in the film here, but uh, it makes me a little bit bummed out that you don't actually see his death on screen. Yeah. You yep. see the aftermath, but you don't yep. see his death. And it's like, you saw everybody else's death. Why couldn't you see his, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a whole ragtag team of uh, younger assassins, uh, the, uh, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, when we get to it. But I do want to point out uh, a guy named Robert Millet, uh, who plays Carl. He's mm-hmm. the driver, the dude with the beard, yeah. the big gumpy dude. Mm-hmm. Ex-pro wrestler. Oh, is he really? He um, he was... Remember, do you remember way back in the day, there was a group of really weird wrestlers called the Oddities, and there's one dude that wore like a gimp mask and he carried a Cartman around? Do you remember what I'm talking about no, at all? No, It was a very low point uh, in the company. <laughs> this dude was that guy's partner. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What was his name? Do you know? I forget. Oh. I forget what it was. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it was just weird. I saw him. I go, uh, Culligan or Cur- Currigan was his name. And I remember, I remember looking at him in this movie. Wait, I go, Currigan? No, his name was Carl. No, Currigan was his wrestling name. Oh, oh okay, okay. Uh, I'm looking at this. I go, that guy looks really familiar. Was he that dude? Like, I looked at him like, sure as shit. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, that's awesome. He's, um, a, he's a big fucking dude. Yeah. So, okay. So, basically, the movie... Um, it's it's there's not much else to say other than the synopsis like he was an assassin he's trying to retire mm-hmm. and basically the way that it is the uh, company that he works for if you retire they owe you a whole shit ton of money pension, a pension. basically yeah but if you die before your pension kicks in all that money goes back to the company right so basically the company has a habit of just offing their people before they are able to get to retirement right and uh, Duncan Vizsla is owed. Eight million dollars, mm-hmm. like a shit ton of money. Because he's done a lot of work for him. He's the greatest in in the world. Yes. The black black Kaiser. The black Kaiser. Great name. <laughs> um, and so they basically try to take him out, and he figures it out. And what ensues is just him getting his revenge mm-hmm. on this company that uh, tried to take him out before he was able to collect. Um, it's a very simple story, actually. But the way that the way that the movie was written, the way that it was shot, and the way that it was portrayed Oop. is 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 just fun it is a purely fun movie to watch i want to say that that's probably i think i think that the the uh the tone of this movie was probably lost on some people and that's why they hated it so much Mm -hmm. like this is a comedy as far as i'm concerned yeah like i was i was laughing at pretty much all of it and it's very there's a lot of carnage but it's like it's done in a way where it's like just ridiculous over the top style oh, carnage the characters are over the top yeah a couple of the people that are in the um this young like i said ragtag group of younger people right um you have a guy named uh uh alexi who is like this like weird soulless ginger dude but like <laughs> but he looks plastic he does like he legitimately his face his yeah he looks like a porcelain doll looks it's plastic. Weird. Yeah. then you have uh this other um this other girl named uh, Hilda, who is like this Asian girl or whatever, but she has no eyebrows and she has like weird like David Bowie type makeup on. It's mm-hmm. the best way I can describe it. <laughs> yeah. And she looks like a toy as well. She looks like one of those Bratz dolls. Yeah. Like it's just really. I, she, to me, she looked like uh, like a character straight out straight out of an anime or something. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like even like I said, Blute, uh, Matt Luce's character, like he's also a just weird character. Like, there, there are these really unrealistic characters set in this dark, realistic world. Right. Like, it's such a juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. And like I said, in less capable hands, this would not have worked. Right. Jonas Arkelin is a pro, though. Like they, 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 This dude is, he knows his shit. He mm-hmm. knows how to shoot a movie. Mm-hmm. And and, and this, like I said, this movie would not have worked without him. No. 100% would not have worked. No, definitely not. Um, um and like like you were saying like just to get into a couple it's it's definitely like a ragtag crew that's the best way to to that's the best way to describe like none of them really that. have anything in common they're just no there's the big there's the big wrestler dude there's the 
the chick look, that looks like she's from the anime. There's this weird, silent, red-headed guy. There's the Cindy, who her only purpose that she serves is basically to seduce people. Yep. And then... And what's, your, what's your superpower? Blowjobs. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's pretty it. much That's it. essentially what it is. And uh, Hey, mister. It's blow time. <laughs> like that's that's what she says before she starts going down on somebody, and then they get killed. That's like that's so she's like basically her basically sucking off dead dudes. That that's what she does. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for at least a split second. I totally like. I know that's what her. I know that's what her purpose was in, like in their group, but when she got with uh, with Duncan, yeah. Like, he's so stoic, and, like, he just doesn't seem like the type of guy where, like, you know, just random sex is that big of a, like, uh, like something he'd be interested in. So mm-hmm. she's like, you know, I said I'd never fuck a guy who was older than my dad. And I was like, I just thought he was going to, like, tell her to go to sleep, and, like, he was just going to lay down oh, no, and be no. stoic he about takes it. Her, he takes her to Pound Town, <laughs> for he really, sure. He really does. He does, he does not to, not to... <laughs> Doesn't does dissect does the a sex couple scene, of porn star moves. But he, he does the move where he puts his leg up on the table, and he's like, <laughs> "I mean, like a certain amount of leg elevation during coitus is 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 like one thing, but this oh, no, is he was like, above waist level, like <laughs> yeah, like his knee was up by his shoulder." <laughs> I was like, "All right." Still pretty flexible was, for an old retiree. It was, it was pretty. Fa- it was pretty fantastic. Oh um, my gosh! There was uh, who else was there? There's uh, one Facundo. Who was the uh, sniper? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, he was really good. Um, <laughs> junkie Jane, who was just like <laughs> just some random junkie they junkie, hung out with. She's Junkie Jane. Well, she was aside from uh, aside from Blute, I hated her character the most because she, uh, what she does to Camille toward the end of the movie. Oh yeah, I'm just like, oh, that is fucked yeah. up, man. Yep. And we'll get into that. But. Yep. Um. Yeah. So the the movie starts um with with. Right off the bat, with John, fucking Johnny, Johnny Knoxville, Knoxville. <laughs> I had no idea he was in this. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it was a perfect role for him. <laughs> oh yeah, it makes me realize that Johnny Knoxville actually could probably play a pretty good gangster. Like he really could. Eh, probably. Like, I feel as though he could pull it off, especially sure. the older he gets. Mm-hmm. He kind of is settling into it. But uh, Johnny Knoxville is another retired assassin, mm-hmm. and uh, they are sent to take him out because he is approaching that time. Um, he only, he's only in the movie for maybe five minutes in the beginning of it. Yeah. But uh, he, he's pretty fantastic. Gets shot through the heart and dies. And that's it, pretty w- much the end of Giant Knoxville. <laughs> While he has a boner. While he <laughs> deflates as they leave. Um, The thing, though, like it, it's Johnny Knoxville. And granted, he is getting up and up in the years. But they try to pass him off as a retiree whose retirement came before Mads Mickelson's. And uh-huh. I'm like, you look at these two guys and... You're trying to sell sell me on the fact that Johnny Knoxville is older than Mads Mikkelsen? I don't know about that. No, yeah. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. Duncan's, Sorry. Duncan's personality throughout the entire movie is something that I like, too, because he's the kind of guy that will say no to something, but then immediately do it. Yeah. Like, it's like every time he says he doesn't want to do something, you can almost guarantee that's what he's going to be doing. Right. Um, at one point in time, uh, uh, um, uh, what's her name? Um, Camille, Camille uh, Vanessa Hudgens' character. She's like, you should talk to kids. You should teach them because she's like getting to know him. Uh, Camille, by the way, is a girl that lives in a cabin across the lake from him. Right. And they live in this tiny seclu- uh, secluded town in. They're in Montana. Montana. Yeah. And um, they don't know each other, uh, and they're just kind of sort of they see each other a lot, and they're kind of having lunch every now and then. And well, they're both. She's learning. They're both equally mysterious. Yes, because and he takes a liking to her. Though he's just this old, dark, like you know, like he's obviously not from those parts because everybody else is walking around in you know 
basically what you would see people wearing in a mountain town and he's always got like black turtleneck black turtleneck black overcoat black pants black yeah. shoes just looking like a total he looks like he's black coat black shoes black turtleneck uh, no it doesn't work <laughs> that doesn't work um <laughs> he looks like he's, he looks like he could be you could just drop him into the middle of boondock saints and pretty much yeah. right in and then she's this kind very of, similar type of movie and tone actually uh yeah very yeah, i definitely picked up on some some mm-hmm. hints of uh Boondock Saints throughout this. Boondockery. Boondockery. And then she's equally as mysterious because she's like, why is this young young girl just kind of living in this weird cabin yeah. out in the middle of Montana and by herself? he takes herself a liking to her yeah. and starts doing things for her and realizes that she's a bit of a tortured soul herself. In more of a paternal way, though. Yes. He doesn't really take a liking to her in like a like a romantic way. Yeah. He's just, he seems like he wants to take care of her. Mm-hmm. Um and so, yeah, they, they kind of form this weird bond. Whoa, Whoa. that was a bad one. Oh, my God. Not living that one. You man. talk for a minute. I got to take a drink. <laughs> Jeez. Um, like, he buys her... Uh, he buys her... <laughs> bond! Oh, Lord. He buys her a gun at one point in time mm-hmm. so that she can learn how to defend herself because she's very obviously, like, hiding from somebody. Or, right. or he realizes something had happened in her past. Mm-hmm. And like you said, very, it was paternal. It's a very good way of putting yep. it. Like, he wasn't he wasn't going to try to, like, get with her or anything. Right, right, like, right. That wasn't it. Um, although he could have... I can totally see it happening. Yeah, guys got off a silver fox. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I did. Like all I all I kept kept thinking throughout this movie is like he just looks so badass. I want to like I want to be. I want to be on him. I want to be Duncan <laughs> Vizsla when I get older. Right. But I can't because I don't have cool silver hair. I've got um, see through thinning blonde gross hair. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, well I, you know the wigs i could maybe um, i could maybe pull off the hitman look the shaved head and the barcode on the back of my head once <laughs> once uh once duncan realizes uh that he has people after him mm-hmm. and that he's he's like he's contacted to do one final job or whatever and he thinks that it's a little bit suspicious mm-hmm. so he actually does this really smart thing but he does the job before he actually accepts it and then basically doesn't give them the chance to get the jump on him, and that's how he figures out that it's right. a hit on him. Right. And uh, <clears throat> like even that, even that scene was again very cartoony and everything else. But some of the the way that he goes about his business is some of the most just squeamishly horrible things. Like he takes a nail gun and injects two nails into a guy's scrot. <laughs> And then Jesus Christ him to the wall. Well, I think he, I think he does through the hands first. Yes, and yeah. then goes down and punches two God. into each testicle. It's like, oh I, Lord! I was in pain. Watching. I was just like, no. <laughs> what did what did those balls ever do to you? Um, they were trying to kill him. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like this movie is very, very inventive. There's one scene at uh, at the very end that I'm sure you just probably fell in love with as well. Like my eyes were just like. By one scene, do you mean like, like twenty five minutes of the last forty minutes of the movie? I'm talking about the hand lasers with the machine guns. Oh god, that was so cool. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you see? Well, this is after. So he. Um, yeah, we're jumping around here. Yeah, right? we're jumping all. Like you should just go watch this yeah, movie, yeah. and then you'll be able to keep up with us. Yeah. But he ends up. Um, uh, he he ends up actually getting caught because yes. 
Um, they at, they at, kidnap Camille. Yeah, at this point in the movie, they, the <clears throat> assassins are on to him. They kidnap Camille. And he he goes to see Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> it's me, Richard Dreyfus. Which, what the fuck? What? so random. Why is Richard Dreyfus in this movie? Richard Dreyfus singing karaoke at a dive bar in Detroit. Which was not Detroit, by the way. No, didn't even look like Detroit. No, this was all this was all filmed in Toronto. It's the thought that counts. Yeah. Um, but like, oh my god, like, like when when I I didn't, I had no, he was such a surprise when I saw him. (laughs) I'm just like, what in the fuck is is going on here? Like, I don't understand. Do you owe somebody money? Like, is that why he's in this movie? (laughs) Like, like I always think of Richard Dreyfuss as like a like a big big actor mm-hmm. like he does not but then again though maybe this just proves he loves acting and he loves these quirky off the wall kind of movies I'm pretty sure he was in he was just in another Netflix original mm. if I'm not mistaken Mr. So, Holland's Opus 2 Opus Harder <laughs> <laughs> was that was that it? <laughs> that was the one <laughs> um I, I'm pretty sure he's in another Netflix feature, so it, maybe he's just got a relationship with them now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's possible. A good company possible. to have a relationship with. So, um, so he shows up. He, <laughs> he gets to this dive bar where this guy Porter, yep. Richard Dreyfus, he's, he's another old assassin. Yeah, he's up singing "King of the Road." He's just pissed as a fart and uh, pissed as a fart. Pissed as a fart, mate. All steamed up. And he comes over and they're talking, talking about old times and like, uh, um. Duncan is, you know, telling them they owe me this much money, but they kidnapped this girl, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Porter gives him some advice and then says, all right, man, like, it's it was good to see you. He goes to shake his hand, and then as he shakes his hand, he presses a rag on top of his hand, and it must have, it's got some kind of drug on it yep. that, like... Seeps into his bloodstream. Yeah, sleep, seeps into his hand and, like, instantly takes him out. Then he wakes up chained up in the the mansion, of, or no, I, I think it was offsite somewhere. Uh, it does, down, I think down, it was offsite. Yeah. Uh, he wakes up chained up, like basically hanging from his hanging from his hands, and also his feet are chained up. And, and this uh, is the point of the movie when you realize that this that this is just a feeble attempt at making a Metal Gear Solid movie, because <laughs> this is exactly how Solid Snake. Gets his gets his eye patch and everything else. He Is gets, it really? He gets kidnapped. He gets tortured, hung by his arms, and his eye gets poked out. Seriously? Yep. And I and I said oh, and, wow. I, and I had said when uh, when I first saw some of the stills from this movie, mm-hmm. I go, Mads Mikkelsen looks or Milkelson as I said it <laughs> looks exactly like Solid Snake. Uh-huh. Exactly like him, and he really does. And I was reading up on it. That's exactly how in the games because I never actually played all the games. I played some of them, but not yeah. like the early ones. Um, yeah, it's exactly how he did it too. So it's like oh, wow. I, I feel like it kind of has to be right. an, at least an ode to that, right? Uh, yeah. Like somebody loved I mean, Metal I'd Gear. Be, I'd be interested to actually go and and check out the uh, the graphic novel. This yeah. is based off of to find out if there's any Connection parallels really. or why why there hasn't been a Metal Gear Solid movie is beyond me too. It seems like it's perfect fodder for a series. You know, mm-hmm. like if you can make twenty thousand Jack Reacher and Mission Impossible movies, I'm pretty sure you could make a few good. Solid, uh, um, solid Metal Gear. Solids. Metal, Metal Gear Solid. Say Solid Snake. That was like solid. Solids. <laughs> solid. I can make a few solids. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. So he gets tortured, um, and even in his tortured state, this still kicks ass because that's what this fucking old dude does, and it's fantastic. So I was watching this movie in my um, in my car. <laughs> so I had my my phone hooked up to my sound system in my car. Uh, Because I was sitting in a parking lot while I was watching it. Yeah. And 
How do those sex scenes sounds in your uh, oh, so in, your, in your son's school parking lot? So, so squishy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first thing that Bloot decides to torture him with, they basically look like cuticle cutters, and he just starts like snipping away little tiny pieces of his skin. Yep. And it, it the sound system in my car every time those things would clip oh. through his skin. Oh God, it was the worst sounding thing ever. Because you, I've I've always like. We used to do the uh, like the would would you rather game. Yeah. And I remember one of the one of the uh, situations that somebody brought up was, would you rather like uh, like fall out of a tree and catch your eyelid on a nail going down, or would you rather have all of your skin snipped off with nail clippers? Uh, fall out of a tree. Well, yeah. I've done that literally exact same thing. You caught your eye on a nail while you were falling i caught my eye on a tree branch and it ripped my contact out of my eye well it's not the same as ripping your eyelid off it's closer (laughs) pretty close to it though (laughs) so you'd go with that one is what you're saying god yes so anyway yeah so it's it's four days until his retirement until his birthday so blute tells him i'm going to torture you for the next four days and uh he stabs him on day three with his favorite knife and the knife breaks off and uh that's that's where he made the big mistake which I'm not really sure that you could pick a lock with a broken off knife. Listen, if MacGyver can make a bazooka out of a paper clip and a hamster, I'm pretty sure this guy, this guy, could. did he shoot it into Richard Gere's ass? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can pick a lock. You can pick a lock with the tip of a knife. That's, That's fair. That's fair. Uh, and then that's that brings you to arguably the best 20 minutes yeah. of the movie. So it's uh, like, we, we oh, told man. you that whole story just to get here because it's so good. He goes and meets up with like, a, like an old friend or whatever who has like an armory and he gets like all of the weapons, mm-hmm. including stuff that well, he, this like, is, knew. This is after he blows his way out of this, yeah. this place that he's been holding, yeah. which is like one of the best choreographed like shooting and fight scenes. It's he's so just, good. He's, he's breaking so, so many. He's so exhausted too. Like, that was the thing like here's this poor dude who can barely stand up and he keeps finding the strength to fight people. Right. And it's like, you actually believe it. Like yeah. You actually believe he's exhausted. Yeah, I mean, because when you watch other movies like this and there's scenes like this, the guys are, like, just invincible. They've got unlimited amount of energy. They can take on all the bad guys. But yep. he's he's obviously, like, just about to die. But he's soldiering on and it's mm-hmm. really awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> But anyway, that that whole story though to hear, he gets he gets with his friend, he gets a bunch of new weapons, and then he allows himself to get caught by the second in command to Blute, and uh, so it's like his whole army basically of like a hundred dudes and this chick who is like num- the number two. Who does number two work for? Um, and, and they all yeah, so they're all in this warehouse. She thinks that he has that she has him dead to rights or whatever. Like no, like like he's not getting away. Right. And then he puts on this pair of gloves that oh, have man. laser sights on them. Each finger has a separate laser scope. And there's all these mounted machine guns, like mounted Gat- like Gatling gun. guns mounted around. And all he does is just puts his fists up and opens his fingers and mows down the entire place in the most glorious <laughs> like fifty seconds of 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 gunfire ever like like all the like all the rounds that were fired off in the entire Rambo movie oh, he fires oh, off he, yeah, he that, fires that, that off in 50 seconds in in Boondock Saints 
when Willem Dafoe was on the ground going, there was a fire, fire. This is what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Like th- he wasn't talking about that movie. This this is he the actually fire saw fight. into the future and saw <laughs> this particular firefight. Uh, it, it is it is mind-numbingly cool. Yeah. Like I, my mouth was just agape, and I was like, oh my god, like it's just amazing. Um, watch this movie for that like fifty seconds. <laughs> If, if for nothing else. Yeah, it was really good. And I, and I don't mean to oversell it. I don't think it's even possible to oversell it because it's so cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was hands down easily my favorite scene. in, mm-hmm. in the And there and that says a lot because this movie had a lot of good scenes. Yeah. But um, yeah, just fucking fantastic. So, um, uh, so it he... kind of, this movie reminds, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. This movie reminded me a lot sort of of The Professional. Mm-hmm. Only in a weird, quirky action movie kind of way. You mm-hmm. know, the professional was like more of a drama with action sequences, but it's about the hitman who kind of has like this younger girl that he's talking to, and he's doing things sort of, sort of for her. You know, and this movie's kind of the same way. There were a few articles that I read, or, or reviews rather, that I read where people um, mentioned like, "Oh, this whole retired retired assassin has already been done before, and it's been." done much better in one specific movie and I'm, I'm assuming they meant Leon the professional yeah, yeah, because probably. that movie's awesome but still there's room for everything else there's yeah. room for this like I, I hate critics so yeah. much they're just such rigid bitches <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. um. <laughs> anyway uh, so he takes care of business takes care of whatever business he needs you basically think that the movie's over at this point and then there's a little twist a little We're bit not, of a twist we might not as well, let's, let, let's save one thing let's save it yeah. we won't give away the twist the twist was good though. I didn't see it coming. Yeah, I didn't see it coming either. Um, and I was I was pleasantly surprised, and I'm also pleasantly surprised by the fact that it totally leaves this open for a sequel. And it's a which, good twist though too. It's not yeah. one that's cheap. And when you go back and you rewatch the whole movie, you go, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Like, but it really doesn't lead on. In yeah, it's it's a great it's a great twist. And it's it's kind of interesting because when you do go back and you watch certain scenes, like throughout the entire movie, there was like these weird like. It would just be like these tripped out, like really fast paced, like quick cut scenes where you're not entirely sure what you're seeing. Like the weird scenes of like somebody shooting a gun and then like just random shots of bloody limbs and stuff. And you're like, is maybe this is just what he sees when he dreams because he's spent his entire life killing people. Yeah. But all of those scenes come back to tie in to the twist yeah so yeah. It, it, it's it masterfully good. laid out yeah. it really is again, I like again jonas Auckland knows what he's doing yeah um all right is there anything that we didn't touch on that you wanted to talk about uh, i don't think any, so. any any favorite part mm, i think that we already discussed all my favorite parts i'm just going to say this oh rusty <laughs> <laughs> was rusty the uh the big dude no rusty was the oh dog. rusty the dog oh god it's so sad dude yeah yeah yeah, utterly hilarious. It's so funny too time. because he's got the book. He's got the book that says how to take care of your new dog, and then the next scene he's burning the book, <laughs> and then he goes and he gets a fish, and he's sitting there he's in his chair reading book. a book that says how to take care of your new fish. <laughs> oh man! And then oh, when he's talking, and then when he's talking to Camille, it's like the next day. Yeah, he's talking to Camille, and he's like, "I used to have a dog." <laughs> I don't think I realized the time. I don't think that I realized I, I laughed a lot of this. I don't think that I realized how truly funny this movie oh, actually yeah. is though. Mm-hmm. I need to rewatch it. I, I would I like to rewatch really it. I actually really want to rewatch yeah. it already. Mm-hmm. Um and that yeah, that this 
don't let anybody tell you this movie was bad because it's fucking amazing. And, and it might not be your thing, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I, it, it might not be your thing, but for us, it totally was up our lane. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. both we both really dug it. We both fully recommend it. And just don't go into it expecting a serious assassin movie. It's a it's a it's a comedy. Yeah. That's just covered in a ton of carnage. Yeah, that's basically There's, what it is. And, and, and if, you, if if nothing else, I'm going to leave you with this cliffhanger. Just know that there is a scene in this movie. There's a whole sequence where Mads Mick, where Mads Mikkelsen is completely in the buff, uh, completely kicking ass, and he ends up killing the girl he fucked in the uh, killing the girl that he fucked by stabbing her in the head with a hatchet. Just know that. Not just stabbing her; he throws the hatchet under the bed. Under the bed, which is which is incredible. <laughs> And then proceeds to go out into the polar vortex and kill a bunch of people out there. Naked. In the in the buff. <laughs> and then, like I said, this uh, one more spoiler, it definitely sets it up for a sequel. It does, So yeah, I'm yep. looking forward to that. Yep. I, I hope they make it. Yep. Okay, God. Um, that was I don't know a lot how of stuff. You, I don't know how you move on from that. Yeah, There's so much ho- we didn't talk about. Yeah, ho- hopefully you turn this off and you went and you watched the movie first because yeah. we did give away a lot, but there's still more to see. So Okay, and as, as if that movie couldn't be topped... Um, we're going to top it with probably one of my favorite action movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say that, like, and I'm not joking about it either. Like, I've seen this movie, I think I told you when we watched it, it's probably my 20th time seeing it. Really? I, yeah, um, which is, which is a decent amount for, for a movie. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, I love this movie. So this is Rambo from 2008. Yeah, so Rambo 4, technically. Rambo 4. And it, as, as far as, as far as action films go... Although both of these are just like steeped in carnage, they really couldn't be more different. Oh yeah, no, no. This one's like ser- very serious tone. Very, very serious. Very rooted in in reality. That to the point where the whole beginning they show the uh, conflict in Burma, and they act. That's what this, that's what this whole entire movie is about. It's right. shedding light on the genocide <clears throat> that is taking place uh, in Burma and to the Burmese people. Um, and the Kieran Freedom Fighters. The Kieran Freedom Fighters, yeah. Um, and so it's all very, it's very much reality. And, and the whole opening um, sequence of the movie is actually showing real footage, right? Of like dead bodies and dead babies and dead. Like it's it's a really hard watch. It really right. is. Oh yeah. But it sets the tone for this this. I would say important, I guess, movie. This important piece of of cinema, in um, a sense that it sheds a light on something that not a lot of people actually know about. Right. Um. And 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 then the story's really good too. The story's good. Uh, we actually have a special guest here to tell you what the story's kind of about. Oh. Uh, it's our friend Andy Dwyer from the show Parks and Recreation. Oh, he's here. Yeah, he's here. Oh, cool. Um, here. Uh, take it away. You guys. Uh. Know anything about a guy named John Rambo? Mm-hmm. Open, on, villagers being thrown out into a rice field, landmines blowing them up into pieces. Scrawny Christians, missionaries, come to him and they're like, are you John Rambo? He's like, yeah. And they're like, we need you to take us up river. And he's like, it's a war zone up there. And they're like, yeah, we know. We're gonna change things. And he's like, you bringing any weapons? They're like, of course not. <laughs> they did not change anything. Go home. <laughs> and then they come back in a rainstorm. This time, he says, nope, go home. <laughs> they go home again. Bottom line, they go up river. Does not go well. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much that's, it. Uh, that's, that's the whole pretty movie. Pretty much the movie. <laughs> you probably you don't even have to watch it. No, that's it. You really don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you, Chris Pratt. Yes, thank you very much. Um, no, dude, this uh, like you said, the first twenty minutes or so. I mean, there's there's quite a few parts in this movie that are hard to watch just yeah. because they're 
they're Bru- so based in reality realistic. like this is the stuff that and and it's not only does it look realistic but this is the stuff that's actually happening in our yeah. world it's terrible yeah. to think about but um but i did did you already say like i we were watching the special features and like kind of the reason that Sly Stallone decided to go this direction with it is because it it actually did bring a situation to light that not a lot of people know about. Yeah. And it's and it's an important thing to know about, you know. Well, talk about um, you know having a lasting effect. Uh so this movie was uh was banned in Burma. Uh, it was outlawed. It was My, not released Myanmar. there. Uh, Myanmar, which um, used to be Burma, which used to be Burma, yeah. yeah. So it's like it was actually banned there because of the, I guess, essentially propaganda that it, you know, it <laughs> propaganda the propaganda <laughs> uh, that you know, I mean, sort of at least what the government thinks is, you right. know, against them, right? And uh, they, the the freedom fighters, actually adapted a quote from this movie in their fight against the government now the whole live for nothing uh die for something wow really live for nothing or die for something they actually that's like their battle cry now really and so uh sly stallone was saying that like that he's never been more proud in his entire film career Mm -hmm. than than to that you know the whole thing was worth it for that um which is really really cool actually it's pretty crazy how this all worked out too because um originally for this movie they had a different they had a different uh idea which which would see rambo Heading down into Mexico and and being and, and being up against the Mexican cartels, and he decided that it wasn't uh, like that wasn't right for the character at the time. Yeah. So they decided to go and do this, and and now it's come to light that the new Rambo, Rambo Last Blood, will take place down in Mexico against the cartels. Against it's cartels, pretty much the movie which, that he passed on in two thousand and eight. Was is the movie they're making now? Right, which I like which they the, set up like for the, at the end of this movie. Right, which leads me to believe that was sort of the plan. Like he kind of felt like they were going to use that story down the line, sure. and he saved it and right. he set it up in a way that they could do that. But the timing now is like perfect. Oh, you know it really what I mean? is. Yeah, with everything that's going on, so fucking it's fucking sliced alone, man. He's got, he's got his finger on the pulse. Oh, no, you know what it is. It's his mother who like reads uh, butt cheeks. Like she's like a <laughs> fortune teller of big butt cheek readers. What? Have you never heard about this? This is a real thing. Yes, Sly. St- <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> Justin, look, look, look it up while we're talking about it. Sly Stallone's mother can read the future by studying your butt cheeks. <laughs> I, I've, I've heard of this before. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. <laughs> At least that's what she claims. I wonder if anybody just started just, just <laughs> dropping a log while she was. Jacqueline Stallone's Rumpology. There you go. Rump- Rumpology? All right. Okay, Here hit us go. with it. All right, Jacqueline Stallone, the, most, the foremost American rumpologist, has revealed <laughs> and revived the ancient art of rumpology. Rump reading is an ancient art that was practiced in ancient Babylon, India, Greece, and Rome. What? The ancient Greeks thought that the derrier was the key to health and fidelity. Derrier. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I ain't no no English, son. I seen that and I, I said it. it. I seen it and I said it. <laughs> the ancient Greeks, uh, they thought it was the key to health. Oh, watch that. Yep. Table there, Mikey. Kick that leg out. There we go. They thought it was the key to health They're and fidelity, open. and the Romans used prints of the gluteus maximus the way some people use palmistry today to determine potential talents and future success. Yeah, you see, your, there's you some see, other crap. see your lifelines going right down the middle. <laughs> That's not a good sign. <laughs> and and as you're saying about the people who just dropping logs or whatever, you know, she looks and she goes, "Your futures, 
Real shitty. <laughs> I, I, I should read this next <laughs> sentence just to wrap it up, because I could appreciate this one. Yeah. That rumpology is sometimes called butt reading in modern par- parlance. It is the art of reading the lines, crevices, dimples, and folds in the buttocks to divine the individual individual's character and gain an understanding of what has occurred in the past and to get a prediction of the future. See? Do they she go- saw Trump coming, and she goes, you need to hold off a decade because this movie won't mean more. Do they go straight to the anus, too? Because there's a lot of there's a lot to read there. I- it's all kinds of wrinkles and everything. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you want to find out more, you can go to JacquelineStallone.com. Oh, my God. I told you. thought I was making that up, didn't I you? I did, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were shooting me. Nope. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, anyway, um, Rambo. Rambo. Yeah. So no, for all the jokes that we're laying, this movie does have a very serious tone. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's <laughs> oh, God. What a she, she just has an image from a rump reading uh, <laughs> session on her thing. That's a weird looking butt. Yeah. So you have uh, you have uh, obviously Sly Stallone is playing John Rambo once again. Uh, Julie Benz uh, playing the character of Sarah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would know Julie Benz from uh, Dexter. Dexter saw uh, five. Saw five. Saw I believe five. It was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Boondock Saints two, which she was just awful in. Um, just saying. Even, uh, though, even though you just love that movie so much, I, I do. I do like it. She's a <laughs> the, the pretty dark spot in it, though. Um, you have Matthew Marsden who plays Schoolboy. Probably, but so between Schoolboy and the other sniper in um, Polar, mm-hmm. I think I mentioned to you when we were watching this. I don't know what's 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 more badass: a guy that can just rip your throat out with his bare hands, or a dude that is just deadly accurate with a fucking sniper rifle. They're both pretty badass. Like I don't know which one's better though, because like the dude that can just pick people off like with laser precision, mm. you know. Oh man, it's just like just kind of <laughs> gets my nuts going. Just hits you right in the nuts. Uh, you have Graham McTavish who plays Lewis, easily the most infuriating character in the entire movie, <laughs> which apparently uh, was almost went to Vinnie Jones. And I can absolutely mm. see Vinnie Jones yeah, playing that character. Totally. They're both actually sort of the same. Vinnie Jones is just a bigger dude. Uh, yeah. Like they, they can, I think the role would have been the character would have been the exact same character though. Yeah. No matter who played it. I thought Graham McTavish was really good in that role. He was. Like, he was great. Like he he did a good job of making you hate him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you have uh, the last guy of note would be Paul Sh- uh, Schulz. 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 Oh, there you go. <laughs> Schultz. <laughs> Paul Schultz, Schultz, who played Michael Burnett, who was like the leader of these Catholic missionaries people, basically. Uh, Why do you assume assume they're Catholic? Christian missionaries. Hmm. Um, So yeah, uh, so they go basically. They want to get a boat ride into Burma. This is like their fourth trip in. Um, You know, so they're they're aware of the risks. Uh, Rambo doesn't want to take him at first, as uh, as. Chris Pratt said. That place is a war zone. <laughs> finally, he finally does bring it up there though because probably he's got a, he's got a soft spot for Sarah, uh, probably because he Rambo just you know misses the pussy. That's what he's, I'm thinking. He's got a but he's got um, a huge rambone for her. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I saw my I saw um, my shot and I took it. I, I, so did he. Um, so yeah, no. So he he basically goes agrees to take them up there based on on her pleading, and um, and yeah, like. They go up there. He, you know, everything that he was afraid of comes true. They get kidnapped by the, uh, uh, the, 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 the Myanmar government. Yeah, the, the, the government Ma- Myanmar the, uh, uh, military. Military, yeah. Uh, and so then Rambo, for the first time in any Rambo movie, though, he's not by himself. He actually has a team. He's got a, uh, a team of um, mercenaries basically mm-hmm. that get hired, and he's he's just the simple boatman, and they don't want him to be a part of the team. 
and he ends up saving their asses and in the most badass way possible takes over the entire crew. I feel like this is uh I feel like this is one of the parts that to me is like cuz they're like you're you're the boat man, you stay with the boat. It's like look at look at him. You think he's just a dude who drives a boat? He's gigantic. Yeah. He could easily kill any of you but right now. Were, like, but all these dudes are like like military brats. You know what I'm um, saying? They're all except for the one guy. Except for the one guy. Actually, Schoolboy does say that uh, um, McTavish. What the hell is his name? Uh, Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. He says that he's um, SAS and and says that they're uh, you know they're they're trained to be the most deadly warriors around. But they're it's also almost like he did his homework on the guy. Like he knew who Rambo was. But they're also they're also um, so driven by their own ego that they think everybody else is inferior. Yeah. Which is why he butted heads with Rambo. Like, would you really, if you were the size of Lewis, who wasn't a big dude, would you really look at John Rambo and be like, yeah, I'm going to. Well, Lewis, the entire movie, though, he's just getting in Rambo's face, though, right. trying to egg him on because right. because he's a douchebag. Like, yeah. Simple as that. Um, but he, uh, Rambo, though, once he saves their asses, he basically holds an arrow directly to <laughs> Lewis's head and is like, fuck you, I'm taking over. Yeah, and, and all the rest of the dudes are like, yep, we're going to go with him. Yeah, they all <laughs> fall in line pretty quick. Uh, and yeah, so Rambo's then running the shots. He's got this crew with him. And they basically go and infiltrate uh, this military compound and they get their their people out. And, you know, that that's from that point on, the seriousness of the movie is still there. But that's... At this point, you're sort of getting what you paid for now. Now you're getting to the good stuff, which is just the absolute gratuitous violence against these piece of shit military people. Yeah, I mean, and every, it's so satisfying. Everything up to that point is gratuitous violence, but it's very upsetting because it's all against these innocent villagers. Yeah, it's so interestingly enough about this movie. It was um, the cut of the movie that you see. Uh, on disc or, or however you see it mm-hmm. was originally the movie that they submitted to the MPAA expecting to get an NC-17 rating. Right. Like this was the crazy gratuitous version of the movie. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the, these movies will do that intentionally because they want stuff to trim. That Expecting way they the MPAA to say, we well, got to take this and this and this out. And they're they like, that's their, fine. We can trim yeah. that fat and get our, our rating. And we still have a movie we like. Exactly, exactly. And when they got the rating back, they gave it an R rating. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if they did that based on what the story was. I think it was probably the social you know, commentary aspect of it. Um, and so what you're getting is the unrated director's cut of the movie, essentially. Right. Um which, which is, is so, awesome. So you said, which is it's pretty interesting, the actual director's cut of the movie takes out, or it's seven minutes longer. Seven minutes longer. It's seven minutes of basically character, character development. Character development yep. And they actually take some of, the, some of the violence out. A little bit. Not too much, but a little bit of the right. violence does actually come out, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was interesting, which mm-hmm. means I kind of... I want to see that cut of the movie, but I think yeah. I would prefer the one the, that I've seen. Yeah. Just because, let's be honest. Well, it's a Rambo movie. It's a Rambo you, movie. You know what you're paying for. It's, you, exactly. You want to see a bunch of people get blown away. And go, God, do you. Oh, jeez. Uh, let's just put it this way. At one point in time, Rambo gets, gets a hold of an anti-aircraft machine gun. That is, <laughs> that is bolted to the back of a truck. Mounted to a Jeep, um, yeah. If you've never seen a, a, a man get sawed in half by a machine gun, <laughs> watch this movie because you will, and you will feel very satisfied in watching it. <laughs> you see a lot of people. Well, pe- people always talk about because <laughs> he, he points it down directly two feet in front of him at the driver. And I think that people are always referring to that guy when they say somebody getting sawed in half. 
A lot of other people get sawed in half by that gun, but it's not that guy. No, because he gets exploded. The, that, <laughs> like his, he's just he's he's no more. It's the, the that dude's body exploding is the equivalent of just taking big rocks and throwing them like into like a bucket of water. That's what it looks like. <laughs> like there's there's really no discernible way that his body falls apart. It just like it just melts. It just, <laughs> it just like I said, it just explodes. It just into, becomes a puddle. Yeah. Is basically what it is, and it, it it's gruesome. It, it's. <laughs> Oh my god! Like, can you imagine the guys that had to do all the effects for this and just watch over and over in in super slow motion these bodies just like exploding and like just over and over and, and over? I, I can't believe like the 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 level of um, detail, the level of detail, and what they were able to do with the effects for this movie with a fifty million dollar budget. Oh yeah, this is an independent film for the most yeah. They, yeah. they said it was an indie film. We did it like an indie film. Small budget. I mean, $50 million sounds like a lot to us, but for like a, a movie like this, yeah. that's not a big budget. No, and this movie was actually greenlit before Rocky Balboa. Uh, or not. Or they're making it before Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa got greenlit, though, beforehand, so they right. put this on the back burner and made it afterwards, Right. Um, which I thought was sort of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, uh, there's just there's so much stuff. Like... Um, the very first time that you see Rambo in action, he fires an arrow straight through a dude's skull. Like <laughs> it's just like holy shit. Like like you know this movie this movie goes from being social commentary to straight badass. Mm-hmm. Like on the at the turn of a dime. Like it's 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 kind of it was kind of polarizing for me because uh, like so much of it made me sad and almost like like I shouldn't be entertained by this you know what I mean yeah cause like there's the there's the one like 20 minute long scene where uh, or at least it felt like it was 20 minutes where the Myanmar military shows up in the village that the mission uh, missionaries are in and just start blowing the place away and like some of the ways that they kill people and like children and stuff yep. like that I'm oh, just yeah. like oh my god this is so it's heavy it's tough to like, watch like it, you really have to kind of disconnect yourself from the first forty-five minutes of this movie in order to enjoy the last forty-five minutes. Well, I don't know that you need to disconnect yourself from it. I think that the 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 front half of the movie is so hard to watch, and it does. It's such a gut punch mm-hmm. to watch it that the second half of the movie, when they're all getting their comeuppances, like it, it really makes for as brutal as it and this movie is brutal mm-hmm. like it is there are not many movies that even come close to the viciousness of this movie no like it really really is i mean the guy rambo legitimately rips a dude's throat out of his out of his body mm-hmm. because he's going to like rape the the girl right um, uh, uh, what's her name? Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. Like, and 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 it's and even that wasn't the most gratuitous thing I've ever seen, but it's the intent behind it. Like, like that, like physically ripping a, an organ out of somebody's body <laughs> with your bare hands mm-hmm. is so much more vicious and brutal than just shooting a guy. You know what I'm saying? Right. And stuff like that, and then and the the gratuitous just exploding bodies. Because of these massive artillery that they're firing at him, like or it even looks like, really like, unrealistic. Like but dudes it's, getting sawed off at the knee with bullets. Like it looks unrealistic, but people, um, like actual like like vets who have been in war and have used these types of weapons, mm-hmm. they've commented on this. Like how realistic and it is. It goes, if anything, they're saying it's the most realistic <clears throat> depiction of it. And if anything, in real life, it's worse. 
Really? Yeah. So they they take that and, you know, keep that in mind when you're, when you're watching this. And it's like, it's, it's just an absolute exercise in the most enjoyable brutality you can possibly imagine. (laughs) And and I, and I say that because the people that are dying are such bad dudes. Mm -hmm. You don't, it's, it's interesting how, you know, you might see this in, any other movie and without that backstory mm-hmm. of the genocide and everything else you would think that this is just appalling and you might not want to watch it mm-hmm. and this and that but because it's happening to those people and because it's happening to the people that caused all of this pain and anguish that you've seen for the first half of this movie mm-hmm. it almost makes it acceptable but at the same in a weird way but at the same time you get a little look into how they're recruiting their soldiers yeah and if you think about it, so they, they, they go into one of the villages and they kidnap all of the young boys and they say, these are our soldiers now. If you try and get them back, we will kill you. If you try and tell the Karen rebels, we're going to feed you your own intestines. Sure. So it's, it, it stands to reason that a lot, of the, a lot of the soldiers that are being murdered or killed at the, murdered, I guess, whatever you want to say. Sure. At the end by the... Slaughtered. By the mercenaries <laughs> are just young men who have been kidnapped well, and 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 brainwashed into fighting the men, for the though, Myanmar military. Sure, sure. Most of the men and, and not even most, I think all of the men, you don't ever see young young boy soldiers at least. Well, I don't I I at just this mean particular like, camp. Well, yeah, it, it, well, I mean they're all obviously very young men. They're probably in their 20s or whatever, but it my point is a, probably a lot of them were young boys who were kidnapped from these villages and turned into soldiers. Sure, but... So in that way, like, even though you're like, oh, yeah, these dudes are really getting what they deserve, it's like, yeah, no, but, they're, but, but they're probably point, though, victims of circumstance. Sure, they are victims of, cir- of circumstance, but at that point, though, they're 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 turned into these horrible people. Oh, they're sure. never not going to be those people. Nah, it's just They've like anything else. They've done things. Right. Before the killing starts, they basically have a... a they're all in like, the mess hall, and they're watching like these five women dance on stage, and it turns into a riot where they're all just getting like raped yeah. and, oh, and, and pillaged. Like, mm-hmm. And it's awful. So it's like, even if those <clears> guys were just kids when they were recruited, they're monsters now. Yeah. So I don't feel bad for them whatsoever. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm like, that's why I said it, it was polarizing for me because it's like uh, not only the stuff with the the juxtaposition of the watching all the innocents get killed at the beginning and then watching all the dudes die at the end, but also because we think about the fact that some of those dudes might have been innocents at one point in time, sure. but now they are monsters. It's just like how, I mean, it's just like the indo- indoctrination of uh, yeah. like ISIS members. Sure, sure. They sure. all start off as just boys. And if it may, and then and they, they turn into monsters. You at know? the particular camp that the battle takes place in this movie, there were none young boys that were getting trained there. So right. at least it wasn't like young boys that didn't, that, that still didn't, didn't, hadn't drank the Kool-Aid yet. Right, right. So there was none of that. Um, you know, it's funny. We're talking about how these are both action movies and they're not really horror movies. This movie, though, I think absolutely of the two is way more of a horror movie. It's a horror movie in the way that, like, Schindler's List is a horror movie. Right. You know, it's... It's, it's, it's real it's horror. It's real horror. It's right. not the type of horror that we're used to watching with the... Like, the, you know, we call it fun. But, like, you know, it's not just, like, the, the stupid, spooky, get some get your rocks off at a couple scares kind of movie. Like, this is the real-life shit that actually happens and that's way even that's even scarier and way more terrifying well that's than that's why else. that's why we'll, that's why what we do as a horror podcast like we we watch people every week get gutted and beheaded and get their eyeballs stabbed out and their 
dicks chopped off and we just we Lots talk that. <laughs> we talk about it like it's good fun but because when we're watching it it's always these ridiculous situations that don't happen in real mm-hmm. life so when you get to a movie like this where it's like really based on stuff that happens in real life it's it it kind of shows like because i've talked to people about horror movies before like people who just don't get it yeah and they're just like, I don't know how you can watch that stuff. And like it, like they almost think I'm a psycho because I like pe- watching people get murdered on film. I mean, you put it that way, it does kind of make you sound like a psycho. <laughs> I, it, it, it does if you just take it for what it is. But we're, what, like when we watch it, we watch it because, oh my God, can you believe the, the amazing practical effects in Hatchet? Like, yeah. like a chick gets her face sanded off with a power sander, and yeah, it's brutal and it's disgusting, but at the same time, we know what went into making that, and that's why we love it so much. I, I just had this conversation with uh, Kristen, my girlfriend, uh, over the weekend, actually. She thinks that I'm crazy. She's not a horror movie fan. Yeah. She is not a scary movie fan. Like That, that, that is the most yin to my yang mm-hmm. when it comes to... When it comes to like our personalities, which is which is a good thing, but like she always she always like thinks that I'm I'm rotting my brain watching horror movies and stuff. I get a good laugh out of it, <laughs> but like I always tell her that you know there there are some people that watch horror movies and these gratuitously violent movies, and sure I'm not going to say there's not people that are affected by it. Mm. It happens, you know. I on the other hand though I've been watching these since such a young age that and I've always been fascinated by filmmaking. I watch these movies very differently than I think a lot of other people do, right. and, and you too. Just like what I was saying, yeah. Yeah, like when I watch a horror movie, I'm not watching it for... That's why I don't really get scared about things, because mm-hmm. I'm dissecting a movie as I'm watching it right. all the time. Right. You know, even in Rambo, you know, there's all these bodies that are exploding or whatever, and a lot of the times when I would see, even though it's so super quick, mm-hmm. I'm picking out blood stains and blood shots that were CG right. versus real. Right. And I'm picking apart the effects of it while watching it. Mm-hmm. And it almost, it removes you from from truly being affected by what you're watching. Right. Which, I mean, take that for better or for worse. Maybe I'm a little bit desensitized to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll listen, maybe. But, like, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I just I just view the content very differently than other people do. Right. You know, um, and, and there's a different appreciation for it, you know, like, I don't I don't like watching people get mowed down and destroyed from some weird sociopathic viewpoint. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if this was real life, I would be turning my head and I'm not into that, you oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like f- I can watch a- I can watch the Oh, sorry to interrupt. No, 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 no. I can watch the most realistic depiction of murder on film, but if I were to see and unfortunately, we've seen stuff like this because we are sadistic and we decided to actually look at it and sure. it's forever changed me. But I can watch the most realistic depiction of murder on film and not be affected by it. Like, oh, I'll be like, oh, God, oh, that was brutal, you know, but I'm not affected by it in the way that I would be. And then you watch if Three I Guys watch, One Hammer. Exactly. And, uh... That's what I'm saying. Like when you, when you see or, or even something... Here's a good way Even to judge it. Even something more innocuous than that. Like, you watch it, like, I'll, uh, sometimes you'll see, a, like, you go down the rabbit hole on YouTube or something, and you end up at a, uh, like, a like security camera footage of somebody getting hit by a car, and, and it sinks my heart, sure. and it sinks my stomach, and I'm, and that's, it's not even detailed. Like, you don't even see anything, but it... It's real, so if, you're like, oh my god, that's horrible. If you think for if you think for one second that somebody watches like horror movies uh, or these like say gratuitously violent movies, 
and you think they're like getting off on it and you think that like they're like a sociopath or all this stuff go take them to washington dc and bring them to the holocaust museum and watch how quickly 99.9 percent of the people will just like start to crumble and well up at, right. at the you know and and because it's real right. you know what i'm saying like exactly most normal people do not like real violence and and real that right you know what i'm saying right um and like i bring that up only because i've been there and i was i was reduced to tears mm -hmm. like at some point like it, you watch you watch when this happens to real people and it's just like awful right you know um and so yeah that's that's the difference you but watch I, these i think i think just in the general population horror fans kind of get a bad rap because we're all looked at as a little bit off kilter you know what sure, i mean sure like we oh like you oh, you just love violence you love people getting murders like, yeah no, girlfriend I, you hearing this no I I'm normal <laughs> like I like movies like and and if somebody gets murdered in a movie yeah I like it because I know what went into making that it's yeah. not because I like watching people get murdered yeah no I, I I'm with you 110 percent but um anyway back back to Rambo I mean <laughs> sorry we got a little little sidetrack there um we've 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 talked a lot about it I mean I. I, I'm less excited about talking about it only because I've seen it 20 times and Polar I feel like I was way more excited about because we had just seen it. Um, but Rambo really is though like if it is it is a master class in in sheer brutality. brutality. Like, yeah. <laughs> but we're not into that. Um, no, it it really it, it's it's a sight to behold mm -hmm. if you like good action movies and, yeah. and and just really taken aback. Like you want to watch a guy die and you just go, oh my god! Like mm -hmm. this is the movie for that. <laughs> um, it's a good reaction movie. Yeah. And honestly, it's my favorite Rambo movie out of the series. Yeah. I I love the first one. Um, and the second the second and the third ones are are. Are more for their cheese factor a little bit, you know, because I think most people tend to. I think the general consensus is that the second one is the best. Yeah, I I, look at, I think the second and the third ones are more. It's more like Rambo with his shirt off kind They're of stuff. They're more just you know? like, like mindless like, action movies rather kind than of, like yeah. first First Blood had First Blood also was rooted in, very rooted in, in, in reality because it was, it was a Vietnam. guy who was dealing with PTSD from Vietnam. Yeah, and and like I said, the whole Vietnam thing was was still a little bit touchy. Right when that movie came out, right, it was a very much of a social commentary piece, mm -hmm. um, and it's an amazing movie in its own right. I just personally prefer this movie. Was, I, I just think that you know. It's a return to form mm -hmm. in the sense that it's back in the jungle. It's Rambo dealing with more of a human element, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? As opposed to just going and doing a battle space to get hostages. Right. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just a great movie. It's mm -hmm. a very well... And Sly Stallone did a bang-up job. This is the first movie that he had directed... Uh, I don't want to say ever, but it was the first movie... Non, it was the first non-Rocky movie that he has that he had directed in like eighteen years or something like oh, that. Oh, really? Because he had done Rocky two, II, three, four, and Balboa. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't know that he had done all those. But um, yeah, and, I don't know. He, he did a bang up job on it. And it's fantastic. And um, it's a testament to like I mean, we watched the special features too, and like it's a testament to he's a he's a workhorse man. Sure. Like he, and I, I even said this to you last night. Like listening to him talk, I you know a lot of people kind of make fun of him especially as like they just kind of associate him with rocky and rocky's sort of punch drunk yeah you know and like i think i think a lot of people just kind of think of him as this big oaf but he's really a super intelligent super guy, guy and like a, such a good director well, too people think he's dumb too because of the way he talks which is that's, he's got a speech impediment that's it 
It's yeah, not like, like, it's he's like a, it's a paralyzed. Like he's part got of like, his... f- uh, like partial face facial paralysis or something like that. But if it's, it's, I guess it's an it, impediment, it, but it impedes his speech. Sure, but it's uh no, it's uh, like he's a, he's a fantastic director. And is he directing the new one? I'm assuming. Too? Um, I don't know actually. I'm guessing he probably. I don't know. Is. I would imagine so. It's done. It's done being filmed. One other thing I wanted to bring up too. I, I mean, I'm I'm sure there's probably a ton of things we could bring up, but uh, the um. I thought it was super interesting when we were watching the uh, the special features. Basically, the main bad guy in this movie. Uh, oh yeah, who was played by uh, his guy name was uh, Mong Mong Kin. Yeah, Mong Mong King Kin. Uh, he he played uh, Tint. Yeah, he's the Burmese uh, uh, Burmese dictator. Burmese dictator. Like he was. Wait, is that mm-hmm. is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so he was, he, he played this horrible, horrible person, just brutal, like, he was a sociopath. Uh, and it, and he talked about in the film, like, if you try and contact the Karen rebels, we're going to rip your tongues out. We're going to feed you your own intestines. Like, he, like anything that happened in this movie that was terrible, it was, this, it was, from, it his was hand. from his hand. And it turns out he was actually in real life. He's not an actor. He was at one point in time a Karen rebel fighter. Yeah. So he was one of the people in the he in this film, the people who were being uh like hunted by this horrible government uh um uh military. Yeah. He was one of those people out in the jungle like like these missionaries that were All the stuff that Rambo was doing, he was doing. Like he was right. fighting them and 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 yeah. and you would think like and I'm sure he so like some of the stuff that he saw in real life is the stuff oh, that they were geez, doing in yeah. this movie and like he's probably he's got that on his shoulders like he's that's the stuff he's seen in real life and he thought it was so important what Sylvester Stallone was doing with this movie he thought that the message was so important that he agreed to play this Burmese dictator bastard who yeah. just who was like committing genocide even and even under the fact that his family could be murdered like right. if they found out that he did this right his whole family could have been killed if if they were caught and that is such a huge burden to bear as an actor as a human being and like and he did it because he thought that the that the was message so was so important. important like that was that just floored me man i was yeah. like like a lot of people probably just looked at this as like another mindless action movie, and this it just movie was it really was literally wasn't. a matter of life or death for some people. Right. Like that's crazy to even think about. Like yeah. usually, you know, entertainment shouldn't shouldn't be that. Right. And this movie was yes, much of it was entertainment, mm-hmm. but way more so than any other movie outside of documentaries. Mm-hmm. This movie was like important for a lot of reasons. Um, I want to. I want to correct you, I think, because I think Tint was the Karen Rebel guy who they hooked up with and who was fighting alongside them. Um, well, I'm getting it straight from what I, what I found online, so okay. I copy and pasted it into my notes. So oh, okay. if it's wrong, then it's you know, shame I'm, on that. No, I'm, I'm probably wrong if you're, if you're looking at it right, um, right from... Yeah. Uh, so, so this flick, um, apparently while they were shooting too... Uh, they narrowly missed being shot by the Burmese military. Sorry, you were right. I'm you're, sorry. Yeah, I know. Okay, anyway, um, sorry. Go ahead. They were uh, narrowly missed by being shot by the Burmese military because they were filming in Thailand right on the border. Yeah. And apparently the Burmese military, um, were, they were firing shots over their heads Didn't take too point. kindly to this whole thing? Did not. Um, pretty crazy. Uh, let's see here. Um, 
average this movie averages 2.59 killings a minute mm-hmm. if that gives you an indication as to how much carnage is in this movie mm-hmm. there you go well, i mean there's sign there's scenes where you're like 200 people within 10 minutes or whatever it's like yeah it's pretty messed up and they're probably only counting like the main kills that you see on, on you think so? screen yeah probably hmm. but um Anyway, yeah, that's Rambo. Watch it; it's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's really good. It's super heavy. It's very sad, but also yeah. if you have a squeamish stomach, maybe not the movie for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just being honest with you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but man, it's it was worth it. I'm glad I finally fi- I, I'm glad I finally watched it. Yeah, it's 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 pretty fantastic. Yeah, I know Vita will be happy that we did this because yep. he's also a really big fan of that movie, like I am. Right on. But, uh, uh, but yeah. Cool. Well, uh, that's it for this week then, eh, boys? That's the one. All right. If you would like to find us on social media, you can find us on SoundCloud, Instagram, and Facebook at The Buzzed Kill Podcast. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at The Buzzed Kill PC. You can find us on all 1st, 3rd, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 28th streaming sites, uh, which if you're listening to us now, you found us. So tell a friend. Congratulations. Congratulations, you win not your last two hours of your life back. Listener <laughs> listener of the year. If you're listening, you're the listener of the year. And uh, as always, if you find us on Tinder, swipe right. Yeah, baby. Or Grinder. If you want to find yet. J-Rodge. You can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. That's it, baby. That's it. All right. Uh, so next week, um, next week we are going to return to the Wheel of Pizza Death. Oh, okay. Uh, as far as what next week's show is going to be, we'll have to do that one on the fly again because... Uh, TBD. TBD. Yeah. The uh, Pizza Death is going to be revamped with new stuff. Um... We have a whole list of So is there things. any is there any way we could actually build one by next week so we don't have to use your stupid phone app? I mean probably not. I'm okay. just being I'm just being completely honest with okay. you. Don't All you right. love that sound? No, I don't. It's awful. <laughs> it's so awful. All right. Well we'll see what happens. Ooh, what was that? All no, right. I meant to do that one. Oh, All right. Okay. All right. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Try to have a good night. <laughs>